about to go down in a minute let me touch down i'ma get it cause i i i been waiting all night it's game time it's game time here's your host tom barfield and glenn stretch smith and good afternoon welcome 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 to uh Welcome to a Wednesday, hump day, middle of the weekday edition of Game Time with Tom Stretch and Garrett. And it's, man, I don't know. I'm starting to see a little break in the clouds. It looks like it's going to be a, uh, looks like it's going to be a nice, maybe a nice afternoon into a nice evening because when uh, when I came to work this morning at uh, 3.30 or whatever it was, uh, I mean, it was it was raining and nasty and, you know. But yep. now it looks like it's going to be okay this afternoon. No, it's totally different. When I got here, I went to take the dog out this morning, and it was mist and everything. And Well, who let the dog out? Well, you know, I, <laughs> I had to take her. She's inside, so she had to go do her thing. But And then it wasn't bad. It didn't rain or anything, but I saw that there was going to be rain in the forecast, so I wore my shoes this morning, and it was pouring on J-Mo when he got here. But, yeah, as I went home for lunch and come back, it's starting to look nice out there. I thought I hit a home run there, but I guess I didn't with who let the dog out. But I know. <laughs> it, was, it was worth a shot. <laughs> Why do these guys, they all work in the dark around here. Are they all vampires? I think so. I mean, I, mean, I can see that. Ward, you think Ward's a vampire? He's an old vampire, but yeah, he's a vampire. Fair enough. I mean, isn't he like older than I am? No, no one's older than I am. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't well, know about no, that, I mean, Tom. Just, he's he's crusty. He's an old guy. Speaking of Ward, he's going to be down at uh, Wings Pizza and Things tonight at six thirty for the uh, Temple Coaches Show, and that's going to be on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. If you can't uh, make it down there, and boy, that's a team that is on a roll, and that's a team, Garrett. That's uh, boy, uh, you know, they're they're headed towards a a district championship, aren't they? They really are. I mean, I think that obviously that big win to start the season over Longview kind of set the tone for this season, and then. You get your first home opener, and you drop it to a really good Arlington Martin team, and then you turn around and bounce back. But I think right now when you look at Temple in that district in general, is the District 12-6A, I think it's Temple and Shoemaker and then the field. Now, granted, Belton got a nice win over Clean early on. I know Belton's doing good as well. And those Clean schools are really hard to pick. They're so well-balanced, and, mm-hmm. and anybody can beat anybody on that kind of – on any given night over there. But I really feel – just from the resume that we've seen so far, that Temple and Shoemaker are the best teams in that district. Really? That's my opinion. And where do you feel like Heights kind of falls into that thing? At? I think Heights is probably right behind Shoemaker. Okay. But, but to me right now, it's it's uh, Shoemaker and Temple that are the best two teams that, oh, through the, the games that have been played so right. far. I got you. I got you. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do we got going on today? We, I mean, I think I think we're, we're, uh, we've got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, obviously, the World Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to some high school football. Uh, we got a game tonight too, don't we? So, I wasn't aware of that, but yeah, we do. So we, we'll we'll get to that. We'll talk some Baylor and TCU. Uh, we, you know, yesterday we spent uh, some time with uh, on Kansas State and at West Virginia, but t- today we'll we'll focus on on Baylor and TCU, and also uh, Texas A and M and Arkansas. Uh, that should look, be a fun game. Uh, th- you know what? I'm just telling you. I think I think you're right. That game will be on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas Saturday uh, evening. So, uh, look forward to that. And so we'll we'll get into that a little bit. High school football. Uh, Greg Tepper. I, I just man the guy the guy knows his business. And Greg Tepper was on the uh, was on the program uh, uh, unnecessary roughness earlier today. And we'll uh, we'll 
check in with Greg Tepper a little bit. Uh, also get into some other uh, Big 12 uh, news and notes on football. And we're going to talk some Big 12 Baylor basketball. Uh, first of all, this has been a big week. They've released their schedule. Now, we don't have game times, but we do know the schedule for both the Lady Bears, Kim Mulkey's Lady Bears, and the, uh, the and Scott Drew's Baylor men team. Right. And, you know, and, and how exciting with, with those two teams getting ready to go because those are two teams that have legitimate opportunities to get to a Final Four. Oh, no doubt. And I think both of them did last year, and you just kind of – carry that momentum over I, I know you for as far as the men go you would like to you would have liked to see Freddie Gillespie get an opportunity to join you but you bring back so much talent on this team uh, for the men and the, the women do as well they're both really loaded but I think right now neither well the women have established themselves they, they haven't snuck up on anybody in well over a decade now I think it's the men's turn right now where they're at a point where everybody in the nation knows to, and they're not going to be taken lightly in closer to two decades I mean really if you mm-hmm. stop thinking about it though, really yeah it really has <laughs> it has been a while uh and, and you're right uh we'll also we'll also hear from Ed Warder uh who covers the Cowboys for ESPN he's uh he's in the Metroplex and I want to get his thoughts. I want to get Ed's thoughts on uh, this fire sale that may be happening in uh, in, in Cowboy Camp, and also uh, just to, just what's going on with the Cowboys. Just you know, no one saw this coming, uh, and and I realize your starting quarterback goes down, but that's not that was just one of many issues. Mm-hmm. But nobody saw this coming. I mean, this was. I mean, this was a team that everybody said, "Hey, they got they're, you know they're going to win the East and, and and host and you know." And boy, howdy, has this thing gone sideways? It really has. But for me, I I feel like we hear that every year with this team. Every year, it's oh, it's finally Dallas's time. They're going to make the playoffs. We, when of course the NFC East is just garbage. So they're it's either usually them or Philly in, in the mix to win it, but. Right now, I'm just I'm not sold on this, and I think that yeah, you had good expectations coming into it. I think everybody kind of was tired of your average run of the mill eight and eight seasons with Jason Garrett, but unfortunately, when you look at this season and how it's starting off right now, all I think all Cowboy fans would be loving an eight and eight season with Jason Garrett. No, oh, there's no question. There's no question. I don't think anybody has any faith in the coaching staff. I don't think anybody. No. I don't think Cowboy fans have faith. In management, I don't think they've had faith in management in a long time, uh, and I think we know what we're talking about. Right, and uh, and now I don't think they have faith in the players. I have an issue, and and I'm just telling you straight up: when when somebody's going to bark and they're going to bark to the media and slide around and sneak around and talk to the media instead of talking, uh, you know, instead of keeping that in the locker room or discussing it in the locker room. That tells me a little bit about that player, in my opinion. And in they've just they've got more problems, more issues on the field, off the field, in the lot. They've got problems, period. Mm-hmm. And, and so we'll dive into that with Ed Warder a little later on in the program. So uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to. And don't forget, we want you to get to our website, which is syntexsportsfan.com, so you can vote. You can vote for the high school pick'em contest. Brought to you by our good friends at Whataburger. And uh, you could possibly win a nice prize package, which includes a, a gift card to Whataburger, plus uh, some other goodies, including a mask and uh, koozies and all kinds of fun stuff. So mm-hmm. go ahead and uh, and get to SyntexSportsFan.com. Uh, Cast your vote. we got a, a, a interesting list of games that are coming up to, uh, uh, to be played this weekend in high school football. 
I, I'm telling you, I was I was talking to Charlie Roten, the head coach of the of the uh, Rogers Eagles. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're starting to line up playoff locations in game. It's time. It is go time for for postseason football in your. 1A through 4A ranks. It is. It's exciting, and I think it's still kind of weird to think that you're lining up playoff games. Then you, when you look at Midway, I mean, they're about to play their fourth game of the year. Second district game yeah, of it, the year. It, it's really crazy to think how everything's have lined out, and it's kind of hard to, to wrap your head around. Like It seems like there was so much anticipation for this season and, and nervousness. Are we going to get to play? Are we not going to get to play? And then once you got into it, it just flew by. And then I think what also is is making it seem like it's going faster is when you have these districts like La Vega has gone to, what Mart is in, where you're playing five games every five days. It, it makes it go by that much quicker. Oh yeah. Now and you uh and you you'll hear it on our pregame show Friday night, but you had a chance to catch up with uh who did you talk to today uh, from Midway? I talked to was it was it was it the running back Johnson? Yeah, Johnson. I talked to him. That's a really humble kid. He was talking about just the, the matchup, the, the rivalry this week with Waco High. He was talking about just, just knowing those guys and how you know they, they all get up for that game. Uh, he was talking about on the, their expectations this season. Just, they're in a really odd situation. A lot of these kids haven't been 0-3 before or you know, started off district with a loss. So he was talking about how the team, the resiliency of the team, how they're adapted to that. So he gave me some great insight, and it was a fun conversation. And, and you'll hear that conversation coming up Friday night on our pregame show uh, from Panther Stadium as Midway hosts the Waco Lions. And, uh, you know, it's a long trip over from Waco, but uh, I'm sure they'll get there okay. I, I love these crosstown rivalries. I, I like it when Midway uh, – I beg your pardon, when uh, – Waco played university. I just think that's cool. I like the Conley La Vega thing. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I just like those those games that match up teams that 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 have that familiarity. And as you mentioned, uh, Midway and Waco, they've met. They know each other. So that it'll be a fun one Friday night. See, and the, the way I approached that with him was because there's always a lot of talk. Is I know last year when this game was getting ready to be played, there was so much talk about. Well, is this a rivalry game? Is, is it? To me, it always is. Has been. So that's why I said, do y'all consider this a rivalry game or is it just another game? Oh, it's definitely a rivalry game to these players. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, what are they, uh, literally 10 minutes apart? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that. come on, it, it's a rivalry game. All right, uh, so we'll get into that. We got a lot to talk about today, a lot to get to today, and you can join us on our CNC Collision Center text line at 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. And uh, that's also our telephone line if you want to jump in and be a part of the program. So lots going on this afternoon. We'll get to it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Clouds are starting to break up, and that means we are in for mostly clear skies developing here across central Texas for tonight. It'll be another cold night as low temperatures fall to 38 degrees. Increasing clouds tomorrow, meaning sunshine to start today, but quickly becoming mostly cloudy. It's going to be a windy day tomorrow with highs right around 53. And on Friday, mostly sunny skies. It'll be warmer with a high temperature of 64. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
It's Baylor and TCU for a Growloween matchup in Waco this Saturday. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. Baylor, TCU, Big 12 football this Saturday. And it's all right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. TFNB, your bank for life, wants to congratulate the Crawford Pirates on a great football season. We're rooting for you in the playoffs. With five locations in Central Texas, TFNB has been your choice for hometown banking since 1889. Learn more or open an account with us at TFNBTX.com. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Go Pirates! Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. 317, 17 minutes after 3 o'clock. This is game time with Tom Stretch and Garrett. We're glad you're with us. Stretch should join us a little later on in the program. Garrett, uh, did you watch the baseball game last night? Did you watch the Dodgers and the Rays in game six from Arlington, America? I did. I watched the – well, I had it on the entire time, so I'm obviously taking care of other things going in and out. But the funny thing was I didn't have the sound on. 
So, I, you know, my wife and I were talking. And so the whole thing with Turner and the, and the COVID thing, I missed all of that. I, I never realized he went out of the game or anything. Well, nobody knew why. Yeah. That was the thing. Nobody knew why. And so I get up this morning and I get on Twitter and it's just everywhere, you know, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And that's when I pieced all the things together. So uh, we'll talk about the game, then we'll talk about Turner because that's to me it's two totally different subjects here. But yes. the game itself was just another. And, and I know that Tampa lost. And I was, you know, obviously for obvious reasons, uh, the Max Muncy factor. We've talked about that a million times uh, over the last couple of weeks. But I was rooting for the Dodgers. Uh, and, and, you know, I think half of uh, the world was rooting for the Dodgers. Uh, everybody in that ballpark was rooting for the Dodgers. It certainly it was appeared. like a home game. Yes, indeed it was. But uh, at the end of the day, I think they, the best team won. But just how good were those six games? You know, uh, it, last night was – was typical was a a typical game between those two teams it was i mean really really competitive baseball really high quality baseball great pitching timely hits phen- phenomenal defense i mean uh tampa turned a double play on a max muncie baseball uh that was just mm-hmm. scalded when they ended the eighth yeah yeah just scalded but they turned the double play and made it look simple uh, I mean, it was really, really high. I, I just thought the quality of play between those two teams was fantastic. Now, you know, the Saturday night finish was a little a little sketchy. You know, you got a guy crawling home with the winning run. But uh, other than that, it was really, really high-quality baseball. And last night, I mean, Tampa gets gets the, you know, gets the run in the first, mm-hmm. gets the dinger. And, and they're trying to make one run stand up. And, you know, for a darn minute, I thought they were going to do it uh, because Snell was just – off the charts, good. Oh, he was phenomenal. I, he, I mean, the, he was almost unhittable. At one time, at one time, the top three guys in the in the Dodger lineup combined mm-hmm. were zero for six with six strikeouts. Yeah, I the mean, the top of the lineup could not do anything but strike out. No, he was dealing, and I, I can't understand why you would pull him out at that moment. I, and I understand the whole thing with analytics and things but at some point you got to make a don't play the game no they don't but you got to make a gut decision you seem like you have to go with your gut in that scenario and to me snell gave you the best opportunity to win that game and i thought steven brought up a good point this morning is because their whole philosophy is they don't want the pitcher to see uh uh, to go through three three rounds of batters right and and that's that's an old baseball rule i mean and not a rule but added you know most a lot of times but i think with the way he was pitching at that moment like Steven said, give him a chance to at least face Mookie Betts one more time and make your determination at that point whether you want to leave him in the game or pull him. I think that that would have been a one way of handling it. He, and he'd only thrown – you know, if you're going to be a numbers guy, mm-hmm. then, you know, the, the 100 is kind of that magic number for a pitch count. He'd thrown 73 pitches. Yeah, it's game six. He had plenty. And you know what? And he's got all winter to rest. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going back out there. Even if you win and you, and you go to a seventh game, he, he, he's done. So, yeah, he's got all winter to rest. I, I just think it was a mistake. Now, again, if they go out and, and they get out of the inning without giving up a run, then it was a brilliant decision. But that's called baseball. That's called managing. But uh, it, it ended up being the, the wrong decision. And boy, then uh, it, it was like they got a, the, the Dodgers got a new lease on life in the sixth inning when they saw him leave the game, and they took advantage and, yeah. and scratched a couple of runs, and then Betts gets the gets the home run late 
to to put some insurance on the board, and boy, there you go. Yeah, and and Betts they they Betts had brought that up um, during the post game. He was like, it was a sigh of relief for us once they pulled them out of the game. It, it, it all it did was add a spark to the Dodgers bats. So they win it, and for the first time since what eighty eight. Yep, uh, they're the world champions. So there you go, and uh, it was it was fun. It was fun to watch. So, uh, and now the sad part: there's no baseball until February. Until February, man. Yep, it's wild. See, as for me, y'all know I'm a very casual fan, and I'll tune in every once in a while. But that series right there, I thought if that would be like the perfect series to introduce the game of baseball to somebody. Yeah, that's a great point because you had everything great about the game go on in that one i mean you had everything you could ask for and watching mookie Betts run the bases was probably one of the most exciting things i've seen in a while that that guy is phenomenal his decision making and timing when he steals is second it's just unreal and he's so fast and i told you i thought that he would be the mvp of the the series and he ended up being that was pretty pretty nice uh 322 it's 22 after three o'clock as we roll along here uh on this uh on this Wednesday, and uh, in the eighth inning, I think it was the eighth inning, when Justin Turner mysteriously yeah. was not at third base. Yep. And everybody started going, okay, did he pull a muscle? Is he not feeling well? I mean, what's going on? Well, come to find out, he had just gotten a uh, a COVID test back, and it was a positive test. Now, apparently the day before, uh, it was a um, – they he they tested and and he uh he, he it was an inconclusive test on on the uh, on on monday right it was inconclusive yes. and then tuesday uh about the you know up to about 2 hours into the game which would have been you know right along that 7th 8th inning time they got uh, they got the results back that it was a positive test yeah it was pretty wild how that shook out and you think that was something they would have taken care of before the game and or at least not waited until that late in the game because it was pretty much already interesting over interesting how it was that late yeah. in the game when they and then after the game uh he came out without a mask mm-hmm. For a celebratory get together with his team right. and his teammates, they seem to have no issue with it. However, everybody else seems to have an issue or two with it. What was your take on that? Um, my take was the dude should have probably been. Once that, my whole take is the MLB dropped the ball. Once it came back inconclusive, I think he should have been removed until they got confirmation whether he was positive or negative. So that was my first issue, and I understand. Players are going to come out. To me, you shouldn't, you should not have put that on the team or the players to make that decision. The MLB should have taken taken him and moved him uh, into the dugout in isolation. Well, and, and uh, he clearly was asymptomatic because right. I mean he was all smiles. I mean you know so uh, anyway. Uh, so now you got you got some stuff going on just with the 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 Justin Turner situation. Mm-hmm. And we have Todd Marinian on the line. He wants to chime in on this. All right. Hey, Todd. Good afternoon. Welcome to ESPN Central Texas. Yeah, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, hey, I did have to chime in real quick on a couple of things, but uh, Q and Ward and them were trying to give you a nickname, Tom, and I've come up with one. It's got to be Tom the Pitmaster Barfield. <laughs> I mean, you, See, nobody you, knows. You've already, won the, you've already won the Dagums National Championship Barbecue you cook off as a celebrity and we just dominated and you cook up anything in sports so man, that's what it ought to be see not many people know what we're talking about but uh 
they used to do a uh, they we do chicken wouldn't what wasn't it Todd yeah it was chicken yeah. we would yeah, do chicken. chicken in a celebrity uh, field right and uh, we killed it didn't we buddy I mean I, literally and figuratively oh, yeah. <laughs> and we, oh, oh yeah big yeah big time yeah y'all dominated but uh, I did have to chime in on snail coming <laughs> out man I analytics I mean I deal with it all in numbers but man in baseball football sports. I mean, if you got a guy's rolling, I mean, you've got to at least give that. See, I was, I was rooting for the Dodgers, too, but when they pulled Snell out, I was going, what the heck are y'all doing? Y'all lost your marbles. At least let the man get a guy on base, something, because he was dealing. But, Tom, if you were the manager and you had to go out there and pick up Nolan Ryan in that same situation, what do you think you'd have got from that? Yeah, well, he'd have pointed you right back to the dugout. And I was kind of curious that uh, that uh, Snell didn't, you know, that – that they didn't have to peel the baseball out of Snell's hand. I mean, seriously, I, I thought he would have fought him right there on the mound uh, to keep that baseball because uh, he was not happy about it. There's no question, and he's he's still not happy about it, Todd. But, you know, uh, the manager made the decision, and now the manager's got to live with that situation. So, hey, appreciate the phone call. It is a 327, 27 after 3. We'll get back to that in, uh, in later in the program. But uh, coming up next, we're going to talk some high school football. A showdown between Cameron and McGregor's coming up, and we'll talk to Mike Shields of the Bulldogs next on ESPN Central Texas. Do you need a car? Do you have $149? The Honda Transports have just arrived at Greg May. You'll find a large selection of your favorite Hondas, Pilots, Accords, CRVs, and Civics for as low as $149 per month. That's right, Civics, $149 per month. And HRVs, just $149 per month. You can still get above market value for your trade. And 0.9% APR for up to 60 months on select models can save you thousands of dollars more. But you've got to hurry to Greg May Honda because offers like these won't last long. Stop by today or check out gregmayhonda.com for complete details. The Baylor Club, located inside McLean Stadium, offers ample room to spread out for any event, including business meetings and social gatherings. Host your next function with confidence and let their certified event planner handle all of your requests. With access to a dozen or more spaces throughout McLean Stadium, they can accommodate groups of most sizes in a safe, comfortable, and socially distant setting. Contact the Baylor Club and Rebecca today at 254-710-8076 to inquire about all available options. For a limited time, when you open a Casasa checking account at Genco Credit Union, you can receive a cash bonus, a $25 cash bonus. Now is your chance to be a part of the friendliest credit union in town and enjoy all the benefits of a free account that pays you money back each month and a bonus when you open it. Apply online today and get your bonus and start letting your money make you money. Qualifications and requirements will apply. For details, go to GencoFCU.org and CUA Equal Housing Lender. Genco. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal. 
so windows direct. With more and more employees officing from their homes, how is your business pivoting during this unique time? Let the premier provider of technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, conduct a free business technology assessment for your organization. Our professional analysts will understand your organization's unique document workflow. You will get a 360-degree view of all your document-related expenses, as well as see your employees' challenges and areas in need of improvement. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600-UBEO.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Wines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. The LA Dodgers end a 32-year drought last night at Globe Life Park in Arlington with a 3-1 win over the Rays in Game Six of the World Series. High school football tonight: La Vega at Alvarado, kickoff at 7:30. The Cowboys dealt defensive end Everson Griffin to the Lions yesterday in exchange for a conditional draft pick. Tonight, it's the Baylor Coaches Show with John Morris with his guest Dave Aranda right here on ESPN Central Texas starting at 6 o'clock. And over on Fox Sports Central Texas, it's the Temple Wildcat Coaches Show with head coach Scott Stewart starting at 6.30 live from Wings Pizza and Things in Temple. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Three thirty-one. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Stretch, Garrett, glad you're with us. Uh, we we just mentioned the uh, uh, on Sports Center the uh, the game tonight. Tenth uh, ranked La Vega uh, on the road uh, headed towards uh, f- headed up I thirty-five to uh, to Alvarado to take on the Indians. La Vega at five and two. They're two and one in the league. Alvarado's at two and seven and zero oh and four. Uh, in the uh, in the district, and that is at uh, Charles Head Stadium in Alvarado. And again, that will uh, come your way uh, tonight. So uh, there you go uh, for a uh, a uh, what is this? A Wednesday night matchup for Don Hyde and the La Vega Pirates. But uh, that, that's where we at, that's where we're at when you uh, when you get in these uh, every five day situations. So we'll see how it goes uh, for La Vega as they take on as they take on Alvarado. Uh, and then uh, coming up, uh, coming up uh, on Friday night, you, you got several terrific football games, in, including uh, well, you got five and three Rockdale at five and five and three Troy. I mean, that's a big game for Ronnie Porter's football team. So uh, we mentioned the Bremont Mark game right. on Saturday night, uh, and because and they're playing Saturday because that would be the fifth day. I mean, you you've got a. You've got to have a calculator to keep up with when people are eligible to play. I mean, in this thing, but that's what that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, it's it's really weird to think that you know Mart just played on a Monday, and yet they turn around they're going to have another game on Saturday. It, it's so weird, and there's so many games that I kind of lose track of who's playing on what night. It, it's so hard to keep up with when you know traditionally it's easy. You might have a you might have a couple of Thursday games thrown in the mix or Saturday, but ninety five percent of the games are going to be on Friday, and it's easy to keep track of. Uh, we, other games that uh, and, and these are some of the games that are on our uh, on our pick'em contest. Mm-hmm. By the way, you've got Caldwell at Lorena, uh, so Ray Biles' team is uh, is is going well. Conley is at China Spring, and boy, that's a big game uh, as they battle for uh, what probably is going to be second and third place in that. Day. Well, and not probably it is. Yes, uh, uh, Salado's already already clinched that with wins over Conley and China. Uh, West is going to host A Plus Academy. Franklin is going to be at Clifton. 
Robinson will be at Salado. Uh, we mentioned that game because the uh, because Salado's looking for a nine and one season, boy. And Alan Harris done a job with the Salado Eagles this year. He really has. I think they're probably the surprise of that district. We all know that that offense they run with the slot T can give teams fits, especially when a majority of the teams spread it out. But to, to see them go in and take care of teams like with high powered offenses like Conley and China Spring, I thought that was really surprising. And I think it's going to be fun once they get into the playoffs because they're so difficult to to try to prep for. I think it gives them an advantage. It's going to be cool to see how far they can go. And then tomorrow night, Temple is uh, in at Leo Buckley to take on Harker Heights, and that is a, a Thursday night game, and you'll hear it over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, uh, tomorrow night, 6.30 for the pregame, 7 o'clock for the kick with uh, Ward and Q and, and mm-hmm. Art and those guys. They do a terrific job over there. I, I will tell you this, and this is just total selfishness on my part. Okay. But, you know, we we talk about coaches and players being creatures of habit. They get into routines. We do this on Sunday, this on Monday, blah, 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 you know, and, and then we play on Friday. Well, I promise you, you ask Ward, I, I guarantee you I am. I, I, when preparing for a broadcast, mm-hmm. it's the same. I, I have a I have a schedule and a routine, right. and, you know, and, and – uh, my big day, my heavy day, if if you will, my heavy day for lifting is Tuesday. That's when I do a lot, and then you know, then you you have a progression of things you get done through through the remainder of the week. Then you have the game on Friday. Mm-hmm. Well, when you play on Thursday, you just feel a little you feel a little rushed, right? And I'm like, okay, it, look, we've got COVID going on. We you know the pandemic. Shut up. <laughs> just go, get, prepare. You know, like last week we had that Thursday night game in Mansfield. Yeah, I I, I just felt a little. I don't know, out of sync a little bit. And I'm thinking, okay, what about the guys that are playing on Saturday and on Tuesday and on Monday and coaches having to break down multiple films because they're not only preparing for this game, but they're looking ahead of the game that's five mm-hmm. days away because they have to. So, yeah. It, it, that's really but difficult. But it is. I mean, we, but we're human and we're creatures of habit and we, we like our routines. No, and I think it's it's really impressive when you see teams like, like Hubbard who – you know, you're short players. Oh, yeah. And then you're able to somehow manage with essentially a JV squad and go out and get a win, an important win. I, I think that's really cool to see those coaches be able to have that success, especially with these difficult times. And, and then yeah, finally, the one other game that uh, we want to w- mention, and, and we talked about at the top of the broadcast, is Waco High at 1-2 and, mm-hmm. and Midway 0-3. and three. Both teams 0-1 in district. And, you know, in, in the zone thing, that we're that we're doing right now in 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 that district, and it may not come into to play, but we've talked about it a million times. They have the the zone competition, and, and then a zone playoff, mm-hmm. and all of that uh, that will and that is going to be the fail safe. They'll they'll use that formula and they'll use those results if and when one of the schools in the district, any school in the district right. w- within district play, has to close and not be able to play a game. On on a on a scheduled Friday night because there is no wiggle room for makeup. There is just there's just no room. So they've elected to go with this formula. Now again, if it doesn't happen, then you ignore the 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 formula and you mm-hmm. go about your business like you normally would uh, in in a, on, in a regular year. But uh, if you're going to go, and I think you have to go into the assumption that you're going to need this this yeah. form this format. This is a not only is it a rivalry game, but it's a huge game. If you finish fourth in the in this uh, in this zone thing, mm-hmm. you you have no opportunity to get to the playoffs. 
Yeah, and I mean, midway right now, when you look at it, your next game is going to be Duncanville. That's going to be very difficult, and you're already behind, so you definitely have to get this win if you're the Lions. Well, and that's how big the Mansfield game was yeah. uh, on Thursday night, a game which I promise you, to a man, Midway felt like they should have won the football game, had an opportunity really to win the football game. A couple of things happened. They they didn't pick up a fourth mm. down and one with about three and a half, four minutes to go in the game. And then secondly, once they didn't pick up the first down, they were unable to get off the field. Yeah, and Midway's in a situation right now where I'm sitting here trying to think off the top of my head is I can't remember the last time they didn't make the playoffs. I mean, uh, it, you're it's gonna have been to go back a, a long yeah, time. Yeah. And so, I mean, those kids over there, they're not accustomed to being in this situation. So I'm interested to see how they they bounce back and the, see the perseverance in them. And I think if you get the if you're able to get the win over Waco, that gives you a little spark that, that could got, you know, help you make that push to get that last playoff spot. So and again, you don't know who you know, you'd much rather be in that third spot uh, going into uh, going into that uh, that fourth and and uh, the fourth going into that fourth week of mm-hmm. district play, which would be that that matchup with the, the teams from the other zone. What and I say other zone because there's really no names for it. It's not north and south, right, or east and west or anything. It's just zone A and zone B, for lack of a, you know, or zone one and zone two, uh, you know, because they they put the thing together based off of Dave Campbell's Texas football mm-hmm. rankings. So I mean, that's just that was just uh, the formula they used. And then speaking of those rankings, uh, the, with the latest ones, did you see that? I mean, three of the teams in this district are in the top ten. Well, they should be. And they should be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's you got Duncanville, DeSoto, and Cedar Hill. Yep. All three uh, really high-caliber, high-quality football teams, and that's what we're talking about. In fact, uh, if you go to the USA Today, uh, you're going to find you're gonna find Duncanville among the elite in the nation. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'll go back and ask you how you determine – I don't know how you determine the top ten – in, uh, in 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 the state, much less the top ten in in the nation. But it is it's it's obviously based off of reputation and, and things of that nature. But it is a it is a nice salute to your program. No, it really is. And Duncanville has earned it. I, I think they're kind of to me they got a chip on their shoulder because they fell short the past two seasons with with all the expectations going into it. And Galena Park North Shore has just had their number, and that might be the case again this year. Both of those teams, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw you know uh, three years in a row where these two met up in the state championships. But you know, I, and I would like to see Duncanville finally get one. I, they, I think they have a really good program, and seeing Coach Thrash you know, go up there after leaving McGregor and build that help solidify that defense into one of the best ones in the nation. I think that's really cool. Is there a game? On the list that you're like, I wish I could uh, be at that game if uh, if I didn't have to work. <laughs> I would say probably. Hmm, I got Conley three. China Spring. Yeah, it was one of mine. Conley China Spring or Yo McGregor. I that think those are my two. Yeah, and and then obviously the other one is in that district as well, uh, and that is Rockdale Troy. I think that yeah. has the makings to be a fun one. That, that whole district is just, you know, well, we've talked about it several yeah. times. So, anyway, there you go. All right, so 342, 18 away from 4 o'clock. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. 
We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2020. Pollard, the running back this time. Only heard here. Schultz in the left side. Third and goal. And they're going to give it to Pollard on an option. Plowing on the right side. He's in. All season. Touchdown, Cowboys. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles live from Lincoln Financial Field on ESPN Central Texas. You already love our famous chicken tenders, but have you tried our fabulous Bush Baby sauce? Get ready. Our new Bush Baby chicken sandwich is here. Oh, and did we mention it's on a King's Hawaiian bun? Yes, you heard it right. A King's Hawaiian bun. Crispy tenders placed on a warm and delicious King's Hawaiian bun. Drizzled with our sensational Bush Baby sauce. Topped with three pickles and bam! Introducing the new Bush Baby chicken sandwich. Pick up your Bush Baby chicken sandwich at a Bush's chicken nearest you today. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Dr. Tyler Cooper, Dallas's own Cooper Clinic, says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. One thing everyone can control is what we put in our bodies. Most of us don't get the proper amounts of vitamins, minerals we need from food alone. Supplements help round out our diet to ensure our bodies get what they need for better health. Whether it's comprehensive multivitamin, like Basic One Multivitamin, Advanced Omega-3 for heart and brain health, or melatonin to help you sleep better, Cooper Complete Nutrition supplements has what your body needs cooper complete has a special offer just for listeners to the matt mosley show buy any two bottles of cooper complete vitamins or supplements and get one bottle free just use coopercomplete.com the coupon code espn 2020 that's three bottles of cooper complete vitamins and supplements for the price of two when you use the coupon code espn 2020 at coopercomplete.com live longer live better with cooper complete nutritional supplements They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. Times are different right now, but as things begin to open and you need to get back on the road, make sure your vehicle is ready with Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center. With the demand high, supplies could be short soon. So get your car in today and make sure you're ready to hit the road. Our ASC certified technicians will ensure your vehicle is in its best working order in no time. Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center, where your troubles are our business. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Wines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. The LA Dodgers end a 32-year drought last night at Globe Life Park in Arlington with a 3-1 win over the Rays in Game Six of the World Series. High school football tonight: La Vega at Alvarado, kickoff at 7:30. The Cowboys dealt defensive end Everson Griffin to the Lions yesterday in exchange for a conditional draft pick. Tonight, it's the Baylor Coaches Show with John Morris with his guest Dave Aranda right here on ESPN Central Texas starting at 6 o'clock. And over on Fox Sports Central Texas, it's the Temple Wildcat Coaches Show with head coach Scott Stewart starting at 6.30 live from Wings Pizza and Things in Temple. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas.
345, 15 now in front of 4 o'clock. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Glad you're with us. Tom and Garrett and Stretch will uh, join us a little later on in the program. Coming up Saturday afternoon at, at uh, I started to say Floyd Casey, but you want to talk about a flashback. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it happens. At McLean Stadium, uh, it is the Bears and the TCU Horn Frogs, Horn Frogs as they renewed that rivalry. And uh, – I like those old Southwest Conference mm-hmm. games. I mean, Baylor, Texas, Baylor, TCU, Texas, TCU. Uh, I, I, I like them. I, I, I think <laughs> a lot I of people do. Fun. I, I, that's why I was really excited when they put Houston on the schedule this year, and, and I, I'm hope they were able. I know they got it down the road, but I think being able to there's so many teams in Texas, especially that have those old Southwest Conference ties that. Instead of trying to go out of state, I think it would be cool if they would just keep keep it all in state and play those games every year. This series, Garrett, began when? Oh, I don't know. I know they played 116 times. Yep. So it's been a while. 1899, uh, they uh, they got together. That's crazy to think of. 1899 was the first meeting. And can you imagine? I mean, so they didn't exactly get on a bus or a charter plane. or I know. Just like <laughs> hitch a wagon and just go, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> you that's a uh, pony express yeah. <laughs> no that's smu sorry uh, oh, but anyway yeah that, and that's the cool thing about it it's the 116th meeting between the bears and the tcu horn frogs and yeah that series dates back to to 1899 uh gary patterson talking to the media this week talked about he talked about the the, the baylor football team and his expectations of what uh, what uh, he might and again when you're an opponent trying to put a scouting report together uh you, you've got three games from a new staff so you know that they don't have everything in so it's a little sketchy trying to put this uh, scouting report together but here's gary patterson talking about uh, the bears and what he expects oh yeah charlie's been there a long time so you know he's he's a veteran uh they have a good skill set of running backs uh, that we expect all of them to play and then you know they have speed at the wide receiver position and, and as always they've got a big offensive line defensively uh, they lost some guys up front but they're led by a really good running back i mean linebacker and a safety so uh and their corners their, our corners are really fast so you, you gotta you know it's 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 the same it's the same baylor game <laughs> i always get tickled you you have they ever gone to the podium and said you know what they they you know their safeties are just awful right and you know their linebackers can't run with us and you know <laughs> I think that would be funny especially in a rivalry game just yeah. to add just a little more fuel <laughs> to the fire little, yeah yeah <laughs> but you've never heard a coach do that no they they try to keep it respected well they're also not putting bulletin board material no, up there not that's, at all that's part of the deal hey, Patterson also talked about the TCU football schedule. Well, you got a four-game swing. You know, we got all of our in-state rivals. You had, you had, uh, you know, we played Texas already, so you have Baylor, and then you have Texas Tech, and then you go on the road to West Virginia before you get an off week before we play Oklahoma State, and then we have uh, Kansas to finish the season. So, uh, you know, we need to get back on the winning side of things. You know, and so little things I think are probably the biggest thing that can help us do all the above is is to make sure that we take care of the little things. That's uh, uh, Coach Patterson from uh, TCU talking about the Bears and talking about their uh, their schedule as they roll through uh, this Big Twelve run. Have you looked at their schedule? I have not. Not they not very leave closely. the state twice. Really? All year they go West to Kansas Virginia. and West Virginia. Yeah. Well, uh, how about that? Ten games. So then the Bears, Coach Aranda is uh, in in scouting TCU. Talks a little bit about the Frogs' offense. Yeah, you know, I've got 
a lot of respect for Coach Patterson. You know, Sonny Cumbie was, when I was at Texas Tech, as a grad assistant, Sonny was our uh, was our scout team quarterback. You know, and so Sonny was my guy there for the the years that I was there at Tech, the, the three years. And so got a great relationship with Sonny. I think the world of him, just a great coach. And so I know that, you know, they're going to be motivated and, and energized for this game. And, you know, I think it's um, – I see um, a competitor, a quarterback. I see a guy that can extend plays and can uh, um, can um, get the ball down the field with a strong arm. I, look, I see an O-line that's physical. I think they're one of the better O-lines uh, that we've played to this point. And then I think they've got good skill. I think they're kind of searching for an identity. Um, and, you know, just in, in some of the film that we've watched is a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And so we um, have to take care of our end of it so that they uh, continue kind of searching for another week. But have a have a, uh, a lot of respect for the group coming for the group coming in and know that they will be primed and ready to play. You know, there's been a lot of conversation about Baylor and uh, you know their ability to, to to throw the ball down the field, right. stretch the field, and all of those, and, and a lot of you know, and a lot of those things. And I got to thinking about this last night. One of the issues you have, and, and first of all, let me just say this: I've, I don't believe I've heard Coach Aranda or anybody associated with the Baylor football team blame the pandemic at all ever. They've not made any excuses at no, all. Not no, one. Not one. But I, let's just be honest about the whole situation, though. When you don't have a spring to implement your plan, when you are starting and stopping throughout the fall, the one of the th- again we go back to that rhythm and, and right. going. This an offensive line, and, and they've got they've got they've had some issues with the offensive line. They've had you know sickness with with uh, with COVID, and mm-hmm. then you know last week they didn't have to. W- when you don't get to work like you have, like you need to work, just the continuous repetition of of, of what practice right. offers to you, you know those five offensive linemen, the two tackles, the two guards, and the center, they're five individuals, but they have to work as one. The offensive line, the offensive unit, but particularly the offensive line has to work as a unit, and, and so therefore that timing obviously is is not there nope. because you don't. Then let's talk about quarterback-receiver relationship. Uh, and w- w- we're talking about timing. We're talking about when does this guy break? When does this guy curl in? I mean, all of those things that, that Charlie has to get, you know, and some of these guys he's been throwing the football to, mm-hmm. but not in this offense. Right. And, and not this terminology. Then you get to the point where, okay, hang on. How much is, you know, a lot of new terminology. So are we thinking our way through because we haven't been on the practice field or are we just reacting and playing? And I think the more that they get on the practice field together mm. as a unit, both receivers, running backs, and the offensive line, that stuff will come – it'll be more reactionary as to, okay, this is X whatever, right. and what do I do? And, and you, when you get into that, you're a behind, a snap behind, and a snap behind can bust a play. No, and that – pretty much sums up their offense, especially over the past couple of games. I know I'm interested to see how it looks this week because, like you said, you're going to have you're gonna have your full line. They're going to have a full week of practice going into this First game. First time. First time. You're going to have a full week of practice. 
And, and that will open up those holes. I think you'll see more in the running game, especially with all the, the talk and the cloud looming over them with Lubbock and Ebner. Are you going to opt out? Where, however, the, however that even got started, nobody even knows. But I, well, I, it got started. I know, but I, you know, I don't know how that stuff comes about. But anyway, I, I think that they're going to have a big game. And I, to me, they're going to take shots down the field because they've been criticized. Everybody's asking, "Will you have Charlie Brewer? We know he's got a live arm. And you've got a, a receivers like Sneed and Thornton who are burners. And, and this the secondary for TCU is kind of suspect. So I think they could take advantage of that this week. You know, this is – and I realize that, again, they, uh, this is the first week that they're going to have their full – roster you know and i think about that now they're going to go into a team meeting they probably went into a team meeting over the weekend saturday mm-hmm. or sunday uh, a sunday rather they went into a team meeting with all of their players maybe for the first time this fall that's insane i mean it just think we're this far near in. november yeah we're this far in and you're just now getting them all together yeah. i mean j- just for conversation for a hey here's what we got going on guys this right. week but as far as practice is concerned, you know, the, a good majority of them were, were available last week. So just take last week and this week, you start putting those together. Now you got seven, eight practices that you've kind of put together. And you can start maybe maybe this Saturday, you start to see some mm-hmm. rhythm and some continuity uh, on the offensive side. And the same thing goes on the de- defensive side. I mean, when you're making calls, you can't be thinking your way through them. Right. And maybe that's why the secondary has had some issues. I don't know. I'm not a coach, but I know this. That's why they call it practice. Yeah. And another thing, when you were saying that, it made me think of how the Cowboys and how the Cowboys have approached them with their implementing their new system. And a lot of talk has been, well, no one threw, threw too much of a change, right, into their defense all at one time. They put too much information in the guys' ears. I think when you look at the Baylor offense, similar, they, they aren't putting that much information. I think they're taking baby steps each week. They're adding more. So we haven't even seen the full display of this offense. Yeah. And again, you can talk about zoom meetings. You could talk about phone calls. Mm -hmm. You could talk about, you know, here's the playbook. Uh, You can talk about all that stuff, but until you go out onto the practice field, line it up and go through and go through the, the, the practice itself and do it day after day after day to where you're reacting and not thinking you're going to have problems. Yep. And that's those are just facts. Now, uh, and again, that's what I, I thought about. I said, you know, I have not heard a piece of audio that says, hey, we've got we've got problems because of COVID. We got problems because we're locked down. We got not a word. Just, you know what? We got to get better in this area, this area, and this area. And I, I like that. I it's mean, just business I, I, as usual. You know, you know what? We're not going to blame anything. We're happy to be here. We're happy to be playing. But the bottom line is is those are facts. I mean, you've got to get some you've got to get some reps in with all eleven. And really you're too deep. You want mm-hmm. to get right down to it. So anyway. All right, it's three fifty six, four minutes in front of four o'clock. We're gonna step aside. We're coming back with more game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. I have a mark on the line wanted to know what he need to do to check out the van. <laughs> I'm like, wait, excuse me, who? We got the email yesterday saying, saying if anyone needs to check out the van, they need to go to, to uh, Debbie Dev from the fifth floor of the office to sign it out. Well, so I don't think Debbie got the email either. She, she said, said yeah, she, she Okay, well, she transferred him to me, and I was like, wait a minute. Trans- transfer transfer back? back? Yeah, and say, hey, this is for you, per your email. Unnecessary Roughness, Monday through Friday, noon to 3, on ESPN Central Texas. 
Local officials will offer COVID-19 surge testing in McLennan County. 40,000 COVID-19 tests have been allocated for this effort. Testing dates and sites are listed online at covidwaco.com. Save time, pre-registration online, and print your completed registration form. You can print your form at any of the four Waco libraries or three community centers at no charge. Waco Transit will be providing free transit rides to or from testing sites. All sites open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free COVID-19 testing sites will be located throughout Waco till November 2nd at the Waco Convention Center, McLennan Community College, Waco ISD Stadium, and the Syntax Chamber of Commerce. Please log on to covidwaco.com for exact dates of the free COVID-19 testing. You do not have to have symptoms to be tested. It'll take just a few minutes to receive your saliva COVID test starting Monday, November 2nd. Act today. Go covidwaco.com. Be safe and be sure. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you've been missing, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and events for all interests. Members are raving about the wide open spaces and comfortable atmosphere. Contact April or Stephanie at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home today. Do you need a car? Do you have $149? The Honda Transports have just arrived at Greg May. You'll find a large selection of your favorite Hondas, Pilots, Accords, CRVs, and Civics for as low as $149 per month. That's right, Civics, $149 per month. And HRVs, just $149 per month. You can still get above market value for your trade. And 0.9% APR for up to 60 months on select models can save you thousands of dollars more. But you've got to hurry to Greg May Honda because offers like these won't last long. Stop by today or check out gregmayhonda.com for complete details. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back. This is game time. Your all-access pass to Central Texas sports. Dodgers win it last night. Fun game, 3-1 to one, uh, over the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. And now the Dodgers 
are the world champions. And again, the 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 big controversy, if you will, Garrett, and the in the big question mark was about the eighth inning. Uh, you look up and and you don't see. That all that all that red hair <laughs> <laughs> flopping around over at third base. I mean, he's gone. He, he's out of there. Yeah, that was pretty odd. I, like I said, I, I never even realized it happened. But then there was a there was a quote out there where um, Bellinger w- was talking about. Yeah, I went to uh, there was a play over at third, and I looked, and Turner wasn't there, and I didn't know where he was at. <laughs> Justin Turner uh, got a test back. In about the eighth inning from Major League Baseball, and he had a positive COVID test, so they they put him into uh, a quarantine situation right there in the eighth inning. So off the you know he he was not able to go out for the eighth inning, and so uh, obviously the Dodgers make uh, make a change defensively uh, for Turner. But uh, once the game ended, Turner uh, immediately went out to participate in the. Uh, you know, all the celebratory right. stuff, the dog pile and all, you know, everything that they do. Uh, security with MLB, I think, tried to stop him, and he wasn't having any of it. Nor were his teammates. And none of his teammates, manager or anybody mm-hmm. else, seemed to be a bit concerned that uh, that Justin Turner was positive. No, I mean, at that point, what else are you supposed to do? I mean, he's been in the dugout with you the entire game, right? Yeah, I mean, that's and, the goofy part. And I don't know. I just think that it's going to be interesting to see what if all right, what if Tampa Bay would have won that game last night? And then everybody looking at going into a game seven has to take tests. Like, like that could have paused. That could have froze the entire game seven of the World Series. Could have. Uh, and they all took tests. I think either late last night or or this morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, both the Rays and the Dodgers, because you know they're, they're theoretically in a, in the bubble with their families and 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 you know and in Major League Baseball authorities and right. You, so they're trying to determine now who possibly may have it or may. And if you don't, then then I guess they're going to release you on to go to your homes because you know the season's over. But uh, for others, I think they'll hold them back. Uh, and possibly put them into a quarantine situation if they're positive. So uh, it, it it'll be interesting. But you're right. He was he was on the bus. He was you know he took batting mm-hmm. practice. He was in the dugout for the entire evening until the last what thirty forty minutes maybe. Pretty much, yeah. So if and he's right there uh, among all of his teammates. And, and so yeah, I mean, but but now they're throwing a fit. And now Major League Baseball, the commissioner's office has begun a full investigation into the matter, and will consult with the players' association with the uh, parameters of the uh, joint twenty twenty operations manual so they got to go to the book and see what uh, <laughs> go to the book that's what it says they're, uh, going, to the, they're going to the book the, the funny thing to me or it's not funny but the crazy thing to me is how did he just one how did turner just randomly get it like like, like did he leave, leave the, the hotel bubble? yep did he leave the bubble because that's exactly what it is i mean it's a bubble all they're doing on those days off is why well, i'm assuming that they're strictly staying in the hotel, maybe go and get some batting practice or a little walkthrough or whatever. But they've you, got them together. Yeah. So I mean, the only one thing is he had to have, you know, went to I don't know, left the left the facility or something. Went to Mickey D's. That's what something. I was thinking. Like went to get him a McDouble or something, <laughs> <laughs> or a McTriple. He'd he'd rather have a McHome Run, but you know, yeah. he, but he'll settle for the McDouble. <laughs> 
Uh, but anyway, uh, so who knows how, how it all unfolded. And uh, again, uh, and then why, when he came back with the uh, inconclusive test, I'm just kind of curious why they didn't immediately start testing again. Yeah, they should have. And that, that's that's a good point. I, I don't know. We have a text here from Leon on the CNC Collision Center text line. It says, how do we know that they didn't know earlier? How do we know they didn't know earlier and, and they just didn't pull him and they let him play anyway? I I don't know. I, that would have been a Major League Baseball thing, I, right. I think. I think MLB would have been screaming bloody murder. Uh, you know, uh, that you got to get him out of the game. And I think they probably did when they found out about it. No, that's a good point. And I, I just think it was weird to, at the timing of that. Like, like I don't know. What, what well, was it? What was, I mean, you're, you're in the eighth inning. Yeah. Oh, by the way, <laughs> you know, uh, your, your, your third bagger over there, he, he's got to come out of the game. Yeah, that just makes no sense to me. I mean, I, I realize it's game six and you're trying to wrap up the World Series, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's got to come out of the game. And, and, and you know what? He did. That's exactly what happened. He came out of the game. So, uh, anyway, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what, if anything, uh, comes from this in terms of suspension, mm-hmm. fines. I mean, is there anything that's going to be done in 2021? Because ain't nothing happening in 2020, obviously, but – but t- is there something that's going to take place in 2021 uh, concerning the Dodgers organization and Turner himself? Yeah. Well, okay. It, it, talking about fines or suspensions, that's really not that big of a deal, especially if you're going back to playing a hundred plus games next season. You know, if you miss a handful, I don't think that's a big deal. Now, do they try to, and, and here's the thing. I don't think the MLB can punish them. I don't think they should because it's not the Dodgers' fault. It's the MLB's fault in the first place. They let it happen. But Corey, Corey has a good text here, and I think a lot of us are on the same page with Corey. He says he, don't care what, he doesn't care what anybody says about Turner and the Dodgers. If he's that guy, he's going to be celebrating with his team. He said, uh, you know, his teammates wanted him there, and they've been around him all game like we've talked yep, about. Yep. It made no sense at that point. Of course, let him out there and let him take the pictures, kiss the trophy, and enjoy it. Corey, you're 100% right. Yeah, what if they find, What if he would have uh, – what if the Dodgers and, and, and Turner would have found out uh, at 5 o'clock during batting practice? That's, that's a that's different, different animal. That's a different story. He would have never a, seen the field. That's exactly right. That's a different animal, and he would have he gone into a, a quarantine situation. Yeah, and then at that point – if you found out that early before the game and he was to play, that I think is when you hold the Dodgers responsible. At this point, you cannot, to me, you, the MLB no, no, cannot do anything to the no, Dodgers. No, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, he apparently, quote, was in quarantine from the eighth inning on, okay? So he came back out on the field and he came back out on the field without wearing a mask. Uh, and again, remember what the mask is for. The mask is not to protect the person wearing the mask. It's to everybody around it's you. It's to protect everybody around you. So he was he had a positive test, yet he did not have a mask on when he came out. I promise you there's going to be something. They, they, from a PR standpoint, have taken a beating on, on, in, on national publications and, and television and radio. Something's going to come of up, come up this. All right. Well, if you're him and they find you, do you really care at this point? I don't, get, I don't care. So you're I got saying a ring. He, he doesn't give a flying rip that, that you know. I don't know. I mean, he got a ring. It, it, that's the most important thing. Right, he got it. There ain't no question about it. He got it, and so did so did former Baylor uh, first baseman Max Muncy. Uh, were you surprised that Kershaw, with a 2-0 and run in the World Series, winning two of the six games, was not the MVP? 
I, for me, I have a hard time with. All right, so to me, you didn't play every game, right? You played a certain nope. amount of innings, and while don't get me wrong, they were key innings. They were crucial. What he did was crucial. I, I so I'm not really surprised. I, I'm. I think that the the your people out there, your Muncies, your Bets, your I mean, all those guys who are you know playing every at bat, taking every field. I, I think those would be more served more better served to be the mvp in my opinion well and, and that's that there's there's some validity to that uh but you know he has been knocked and knocked and knocked so much about his performance in postseason play he was four and one this postseason mm-hmm. with an era under three quit <laughs> that 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 ship has sailed uh, four and one in postseason mm-hmm. with an era under three including a 2-0 and record in the World Series. I'm not sure what else you want from him. Maybe he dri- to drive the bus or, or you know, cook burgers at the, at the, right. at the team picnic, uh, you know, back when they get back to L.A. I'm not, <laughs> what else you want him to do? No, I mean, there's nothing. I don't think there's any flaw or knock on Kershaw anymore. I, I think he's put all that to rest, and I'm really happy for the guy. I, I'm glad that he didn't just get one game. I'm glad that he was able to get out there and get two games and – it just proved that it wasn't a fluke. No. You know, I, he was able to dominate at both outings, and, and to do it pretty much in your backyard, it doesn't get any better than well, that. Yeah, stop and think about it. You had uh, you had uh, a couple of times in that World Series that were, you know, all the games played in Arlington, you had a couple of Metroplex guys that we know of on the field with Kershaw uh, and, uh, and Muncie. So there you go. All right, 11 minutes after 4 o'clock, you want to join us? We would love to hear what you have to th- – have to say either by phone or by the CNC Collision Center text line at 254-662-1660. Those are the phone numbers. Don't forget tomorrow at about what six o'clock, uh, Garrett. Is that when we kind of shut things down mm-hmm. for our uh, for our pick'em contest yep. Thursday around six? And again, those games are are ready for you to pick at SyntexSportsFan.com. Uh, That's SyntexSportsFan.com. You could be a winner of a Whataburger gift package from Whataburger and ESPN Central Texas. 11 minutes after 4 o'clock. And uh, coming up uh, in a few minutes, we are going to uh, bring in Jeff Tarpley. He's with uh, Giggum247.com. We'll talk about the the, uh, Texas A&M and Arkansas game. That is coming up Saturday. And uh, we'll do that in just a few minutes. But right now, we're going to talk about Central National Bank. You know, at Central National Bank, they believe in helping their customers over helping themselves. They they believe in in listening and in, in, in not talking. They believe that pe- that that pe- the people matter, not the process. And you know, that's that defines hometown bank and that's exactly what they are. They're they're not about uh, you know, th- when you walk in, they're going to know you by your name. They're not going to know you by an account number. I mean, that's that's not what it's about. Uh, at Central National Bank, you can check them out at 8320 West Highway 84, also at 5400 Bosque Boulevard. For our friends listening on 100.9 down in Temple, they're at 938 Canyon Creek Drive in Temple. And uh, down in Austin, you can check them out at 835 West 6th Street. And you can always go online to do a little banking at CNB Waco. That's our friends at Central National Bank, member FDIC. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Clouds are starting to break up, and that means we are in for mostly clear skies developing here across central Texas for tonight. It'll be another cold night as low temperatures fall to 38 degrees. Increasing clouds tomorrow, meaning sunshine to start today, but quickly becoming mostly cloudy. It's going to be a windy day tomorrow with highs right around 53. And on Friday, mostly sunny skies. It'll be warmer with a high temperature of 64. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30, 6 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Midway Panthers football on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Bird College and Ford. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Kenneth Weithor, Darren Burrow, and me as the Midway Panthers return home this Friday night to host the Waco Lions. Our broadcast of Midway Panthers football begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame show. We'll have the kickoff and all the action at 7.30. It's Midway and Waco High, and it's this Friday night right here on ESPN Central Texas. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. Do you need a car? Do you have $149? The Honda Transports have just arrived at Greg May. You'll find a large selection of your favorite Hondas, Pilots, Accords, CRVs, and Civics for as low as $149 per month. That's right, Civics, $149 per month. And HRVs, just $149 per month. You can still get above market value for your trade. And 0.9% APR for up to 60 months on select models can save you thousands of dollars more. But you've got to hurry to Greg May Honda because offers like these won't last long. Stop by today or check out gregmayhonda.com for complete details. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. TFNB, your bank for life, wants to congratulate the Crawford Pirates on a great football season. We're rooting for you in the playoffs. With five locations in Central Texas, TFNB has been your choice for hometown banking since 1889. Learn more or open an account with us at TFNBTX.com. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Go Pirates! Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. 
416, welcome back into game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Stretch to join us a little later on in the program. And joining us now is Jeff Tarpley from Gigum247.com. Jeff, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? Great, guys. How are y'all doing? Doing terrific. Hey, fun one coming up uh, this weekend uh, at uh, at Kyle Field as the Aggies take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Aggies have won, what, seven or eight in a row. But, man, it seems like every time these two teams hook up, it's a heck of a dogfight. It's usually A&M makes one more play or one more mistake uh, or one less mistake, excuse me, than Arkansas. And that's basically been the difference except – uh, when Johnny Manziel was playing and in 2016 when Trevor Knight was the quarterback and A&M kind of ran off with the game in the third and fourth quarter. Otherwise, Arkansas, regardless of their record, seems to play very, very hard against A&M. They take A&M to the limit. They usually seem to get enough turnovers and penalties to stay even with a superior A&M team. And also one other aspect of this, this is usually a early in the year matchup and even though Arkansas has not been very good the last few years it's been early enough that and you know what I'm talking about when I say this they don't necessarily know how bad they are (laughs) so to speak then they lose that game and you look at the end of the year and they're like two and ten but they didn't know they were two and ten team at the time it's just they lose that game it really seems to affect them and they're not the same for the rest of the season. Jeff, I think they, I, I think they think they're pretty good now. Uh, I think they think they should be three and one on the season right now. They're probably right about that. The way they're winning, they're, you know, as far as the talent level goes, they still have a little ways to go with regard to the rest of their SEC brethren. I, I think what's made a difference is Sam Pittman has come in, brought he's brought in two very good coordinators in Kendall Bryles and uh, Odom uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And what they've been able to do is get the players to buy into their schemes on the offensive side of the ball. They've taken quarterback Felipe Franks. They haven't asked him to do too much. They're not running the ball really well. They're making just enough plays in the passing game to get by. They're not turning it over. They're not very heavily penalized. Defense are surviving on turnovers, making you drive a long way and eventually shooting yourself in the foot. They're really good in the red zone. They make you kick a lot of field goals there. So for A&M, the challenge is going to be avoiding those types of mistakes against Arkansas this weekend and also being able to have those, have those four-point plays in the red zone, so to speak, you know, a third and three from the 10 or let's say a third and goal from the one, turn those into touchdowns, not let, them, not let Seth Small trot on the field to try a field goal. Obviously, this is an SEC matchup, but uh, both of these programs, uh, once upon a time, uh, met on the on the football field as members of the Southwest Conference. Does that old SWC thing, does that mean anything to either one of these football teams? It's interesting. It probably means more to the fans, and even because A&M and Arkansas didn't play, we, we go back to the fact that A&M and Arkansas stopped playing after the 1991 season when Arkansas left for the SEC. So you have to be 57 years old like I I am to remember the heyday of 
the rivalry, especially in the 80s when uh, Ken Hatfield and Lou Holtz was on one side and Jackie Sherrill and R.C. Slocum were on the other. So that that really has kind of – that's really not there, so to speak. It's interesting, though, that at least among the players – for Arkansas, the game seems to mean more to them, uh, and I don't know if that's because they've got guys from, te- you know, more guys from Texas. I don't know if it's because they feel like they're kind of an upstart compared to A&M since A&M joined the SEC. Uh, the recruiting certainly is not what it was in Texas back years and years ago, and especially because A&M, since A&M joined the SEC. But they do seem to have more of a chip on their shoulder coming into this game, and especially because it's usually the first matchup in the SEC schedule for both programs. Jeff, while this game's going to be played at Kyle Field, it, it was announced earlier this week that next year it's going to go back to a neutral site at AT&T Stadium. What went into that? It, what are the thoughts around the A&M on the game going back to a neutral site? From A&M's standpoint, A&M wants to finish that contract and be done with it. You've got to understand, when A&M and Arkansas started playing in 2009 and they negotiated the the current contract before that, the finances of college football were vastly different than in those days. For example, the payout at that time from this game was almost akin to another bowl game for A&M. Back in, you know, Pre-SEC A&M in the days where your Big 12 TV contract, the income from it numbered in the millions and not the tens of millions, that was a big issue because A&M was was desperately trying to generate revenue to keep up with schools such as Texas and Oklahoma and the Big 12, other schools across the country. But when they went to Jerry World and they started playing, A&M said, hey, look, we need a stadium like this. And it helped that Johnny Manziel came along to kind of kickstart the financing and give people an indication, hey, this is what the the product could look like on the field, buy into it via via your donations. And also A&M was able to finance over $300 million of the $450 million construction via bonds that they sold on Wall Street. So for A&M, you got to pay off those bonds, well, the, the interest on those. How do you do that? Well, you got to have home games. So from a financial standpoint, A&M's got to have this game at home because in a non-COVID year, it's going to generate a significant part of the revenue necessary to pay down those bonds that made the stadium construction happen in the first place. Getting into the gameplay uh, now, how is the Aggie defense going to go about stopping these RPOs that have made this Arkansas offense so successful over the past few weeks? Mike Elko's unit is usually pretty good. At least they were in 2018 and 2019 at dealing with teams that ran RPOs. They haven't been quite as successful in 2020. Their eye discipline on the back end needs to get better. I think another thing is, is that Teams are RPOing. They're not RPOing at the first and second levels of the defense as much. They're taking their RPOs to the third level of the defense. And what I mean by that is, you're you're you know, in the old days of the option, you had die back quarterback, pitch man, and you read a you read a defensive tackle and a defensive end or an outside linebacker, and that made all your decisions. With the zone reads, you read the end. Um, with second-level RPO, you read a linebacker or a nickel. 
Now it's gotten to the point where a third-level RPO, you're reading a corner or a safety. And so while A&M's front seven, especially in 2018, was very, very disciplined at knowing where they needed to be and not allowing quarterbacks to make quick decisions in terms of what to do with the football, they're, you know, the, the play on the back end, they're allowing those quarterbacks to make easier decisions, quicker decisions, get rid of the ball sooner, and, and get those hit those plays down the field, especially what I would like to call the high-low binds that they put safeties in. That's, that's a third-level read. They read that safety, they throw the ball on, over their heads, and they throw it in front of them. A&M safeties and the corners have to do a better job of keeping things in front of them, being where they need to be, so that you don't have people running free down the field because – the safety and corner are looking at each other going, no, I, I got him, and the other guy's going, no, I got him, and then neither one of them, neither one of them ends up having him. That's kind of what happened against Alabama, to uh, much to A&M chagrin. Is this game about Arkansas's offense and A&M's defense? It, it's about A&M's offense and Arkansas's defense because Arkansas turns you over. That's how they survive as a football team. They can't, you know, they're they're averaging just over 20 points a game. Uh, that includes uh, the pick sixes they've had. So they're not going to score a lot of points. They're not set up to do that. They're not one of the better rushing teams in the SEC, so they're not going to consistently beat you on the ground. They don't generate a lot of long throws through the air that provide you with the chunk plays and, and score the football. What they're going to do is they're going to hold you to field goals in the red zone. They're going to turn you over there and elsewhere, and they're going to put their offense in position, or the defense is going to score for them. They, you know, put the offense in position, short fields to score points. So what A&M's got to do is avoid those types of mistakes, capitalize on a big veteran offensive line in the end zone, take advantage. They're going to get numbers. Uh, like they did against Mississippi State, where you know Arkansas is probably going to play six guys in the box. a and going to have uh, six blockers for those six guys. They're going to have to hand the ball off, wear Arkansas down, and eventually be able to push them around in the red zone so that they can either punch the ball into the end zone in the run game or provide and use play action, get people open between the safeties and the backers in the end zone in the passing game so they can get those touchdowns, and that's the way they'll separate from the Hawks. Uh, right now, what's the recruiting uh, front looking like for A&M? Has anything changed over the past few weeks? Uh, I know we didn't get a chance to talk last week with uh, A&M having a game off. How's the uh, landscape coming on recruiting? I, recruiting's just kind of difficult to keep up with right now, especially recruiting nationally because there's kids that are playing games uh, especially in the state of Texas and other areas, they're they're not necessarily playing. Uh, they're restrict, you know, they're not necessarily at school. You can't go see them on campus. They can't come to your campus. So these kids, really, I would not say that it's it's at a halt, but just information on it right now is very very difficult to come by. From what we can tell, things continue to go well for A and M. But you get have to be patient in recruiting because a lot of these kids aren't going to make up their minds until closer to the December signing day and the February signing day. Simply because if they're playing games, they've got their minds on that. But also the colleges are playing games and they can't necessarily get people on campus. 
So they're going to have to wait a while before they can make anything happen in that regard, either uh, either talking a lot to the kids and showing them what they have to offer or for the kids to have the time to take a look at things before making a decision. So, you know, and, and it's not too different what it's been the last couple of years. I, I think we'll start to see, as usual, things ramp up in December uh, when we get closer. A&M's got a very good class. They have the potential to land a much better class. But, again, that's not going to be decided probably beginning until early December. Hey Jeff, uh, obviously everybody's a little different. Uh, what is the uh, what is the attendance situation looking like for for A and M in Arkansas? A and M is is at state guidelines twenty five percent of capacity, and so that's approximately twenty five thousand fans, give or take a couple of thousand either way. I, I know Dan, you know, it was funny. Dan Mullen made the comments uh, about A and M having people there. Uh, too many and more people there than what was anticipated. It's not up to the SEC to regulate that. It's for government and health officials in the state of Texas. So a and is no different than anyone else in the state in that regard. They, the one interesting thing is, is that you're, you did have more students there than non-students, former students, because a lot of the former students are like, hey, look, given, you know, I've got underlying conditions, you know, I'm not going to attend, the, you know, I'm just not going to attend this year. They make their tickets available to the students uh, either before or after the season. So as a result, you've got more students going to the games than non-students, former students, and you've also got them right behind the benches, <laughs> the opposing <laughs> benches. So they're, they're you know, they're going to make the impact is you're going to have more noise. It's not going to be uniform noise. You're going to have more noise behind the opposing bench than you're going to have in the rest of the stadium. I think that's what shocked Dan Mullen to an extent is that you had 25,000 people there and they had to call timeout because they couldn't communicate. And Sam Pittman's talking about, well, 50,000 people, I think. No, A&M's not going to have 50,000 people there. But what they will have is more people behind the Arkansas bench than what Arkansas is probably used to seeing. And A&M fans like to make noise, so they're going to be making noise the entire time. So if you've been playing in an environment that's relatively quiet and all of a sudden you go into Kyle Field, it's probably going to rally you a little bit that you're sitting there having to talk a little bit louder. Maybe you can't just sit there and shout signals like you're used to doing. Uh, I, I think that's a big, I, I think that's what really threw Florida off uh, a couple of weeks, uh, three weeks ago. Now I, it'll be interesting to see if Arkansas has made any adjustments in his practice. Pittman said they were taking precautions, they were cranking the noise up at practice. I think that's hysterical, given the fact that there's only going to be twenty five thousand people there again, give or take a couple of thousand. So for those guys come out, have that kind of impact. Uh, you know, Kyle Field's supposed to be an incredibly difficult place to play. I think that's a real tribute to them, though, that you're having these misconceptions about how many people are coming into A&M and, what, and how they're affecting the opposing teams relative to what you're seeing across the rest of the SEC. Hey, Jeff, we appreciate your time uh, and uh, look forward to visiting with you again next week. Guys, thanks. Always a pleasure. See you later. That's Jeff Tarpley from Gigum247.com. It's 432. This is ESPN Central Texas. Win on three. One, two, three, one.
Hey there, Cowboys Nation. I'm Kyle Yeomans with today's Cowboys Report. The Dallas Cowboys have made their first deal prior to next week's trade deadline. We'll tell you who they traded and what they got in return after this. This year, we all can agree that positive energy is more important than ever. That's why Reliant and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up and focusing our energy on powering the North Texas community. We're working together to support children and families with educational programming, providing cooling centers and relief for those hot Texas days, and utility assistance for those who need it most. Cowboys Nation has always been a source of positive energy, and Reliant is proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. Reliant, proud energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Defensive lineman Everson Griffin had just been rounding in the form as far as his 2020 season goes. He had a sack last week in the loss against Washington. However, the Cowboys made a deal to trade him to Detroit and the Lions. In return, the Cowboys get a conditional six-round draft pick that could eventually turn into a fifth-round draft pick, depending on how long and how much Everson Griffin plays in Detroit. The move allows for more opportunities to see Randy Gregory and rookie Bradley and I on the edge spot. That's it for today's Cowboys report. I'm Kyle Yeomans. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2020. Pollard, the running back this time. Only heard here. Schultz in the left side. Third and goal. And they're going to give it to Pollard on an option. Plowing on the right side. He's in. All season. Touchdown, Cowboys. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles live from Lincoln Financial Field on ESPN Central Texas. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you've been missing, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and events for all interests. Members are raving about the wide open spaces and comfortable atmosphere. Contact April or Stephanie at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home today. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchy Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchy Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchy Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchy Group at 1-800-258-8302. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Despite being named Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week last week, Baylor linebacker Terrell Bernard talked about the room for improvement in his game earlier today on the team's press conference. Yeah, I feel like I played uh, decent. I mean, there's definitely a lot of areas that I can improve on, and uh, I mean, I think I think that comes with time, reps, which which is I feel like why I've I've been improving, um, and then just just effort in the film room. Uh, in the weight room and then come Saturday uh, each and every play trying to play as hard as I can. You can hear the Baylor Coaches Show tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. on 1660 ESPN Radio. The two guests tonight are Coach Aranda via Zoom and Coach Drew live in action with the Voice of Bears from Rudy's. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Four thirty-eight, twenty-two now in front of five o'clock. Tom and Garrett and you on a uh, on a uh, Wednesday afternoon. You can join us by phone at two five four six six two sixteen sixty and our CNC Collision Center text line also two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Garrett, uh, this week we've had a lot of conversation about uh, high school football and in in a lot of these teams on a five day rotation mm-hmm. to get their games in, including La Vega tonight as they move to uh, they move up the interstate to Alvarado to take on the Indians, and again that'll be the this evening I think around around seven, and then of course uh, the district with Bremont and Martin all those guys playing uh, on Monday night and then turn around and playing five days later on Saturday night so uh, it, it's it, it's it's a little wacky right now. It really is. <laughs> How would you like to be Alvarado right now? You're sitting there waiting for a very angry mm-hmm. La Vega team to come back <laughs> and just get revenge all over you. Yeah, you're two and seven, and they're coming off a loss where they don't, you know, they didn't think they did all the little right. things right. And uh, yeah, so I would suspect they couldn't wait to get uh, on the bus to head to Alvarado, and mm-hmm. uh, you know they're 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 sitting there just chomping at the bit for seven p.m. to roll around. So yeah, I'm like you. I don't think that that would be my favorite thing to do tonight. No, not at all. So, but uh, earlier today on unnecessary roughness, Greg Tepper uh, from. Uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and Fox Sports Southwest joined the guys, and he talked about that five-day rotation. Yeah, you know, generally what we've heard from coaches is we'll do what we got to do to to get these games in, and and we're kind of now up against uh, a bit of a deadline here simply because we've we've run out of weeks. You know, there was always a firm deadline, which is going to be next Saturday, 
next Saturday is when district certification goes through. And, and district certification is just a fancy way of saying that the that you need to tell a UIL which teams from your district are making the playoffs so that they can put them in a bracket. That, that's all I mean. Uh, that, is, that is a big red siren that is going to go off uh, there on Saturday night, next Saturday night. And so you got to get these games in. As a result, because of postponements and, and delays and things like that, we've had to now shove these games back uh, and, and utilize what, what you call the, the five-day rule, which is that you cannot play two games in five days. Uh, but that does mean that you can play Monday, and then you can play Saturday, and then you can play Thursday. Like, you can find creative ways to get this thing done, and that's what you're seeing from these, uh, from these programs. And, and I think that overall, the, the, uh, the mindset from these coaches is let's just play. Let's just find a way to go out there. And, and one thing that, that I heard this week uh, that I think is really uh, in, telling is that, is that coaches will say that kids are resilient. You know, kids are like, cool, we got to go play Tuesday. We'll go play Tuesday. That's fine. Uh, the bigger kind of uh, – the, the bigger impact, I think, comes from the coaching staff, where the coaching staff have to go out there and they have to figure out exactly, you know, how to prepare on a different timeline. Coaches are creatures of habit. They are guys who we do this on Sunday and we do this on Monday and we do this on Tuesday. Uh, instead, whenever you're dealing with a short week, you're dealing with a situation where you do have to play on an odd day. Uh, that kind of throws your preparation into flux. And so, yeah, look, it's, it's been a challenge, but it's been a challenge for everybody. And I think that coaches are, are willing to take, to take on that challenge if it means being able to play uh, your football game. And, and not only play your football games, Garrett, but as he mentioned, uh, a week from this Saturday is, is basically certification. So, in other words, by midnight Saturday night, a mm -hmm. week from this Saturday night, all regular season games must be taken care of at the 1A through 4A conference mark, and that way they can determine who's going to go into, into postseason play. I'm sure that's going to be some districts that are going to have to flip coins, right. uh, draw straws, you know, uh, rock, paper, scissors. I don't know yeah. uh, if they don't get you know, if they don't get all their games. And that's why the five-day thing, as difficult as it may be, uh, you know, and maybe even physically taxing, uh, certainly mentally taxing, it, it still works because you're able to get all the games in and, and you can you can you will have a legitimate uh, district race. And, and so I think that that's a good thing. But there's going to be some places and you know it and I know it that that they're not going to have all their games played by then. Right. And they're going to have to figure out a formula to, to determine the top four teams out, out of that district. No, and, and Tepper touched on it. and We've talked about it as well. It's it, these kids. It's, it's not as big a deal to them as no, it they'd is the rather coaches. play than they, practice. Yeah, just get out there, let them have it because. You know, it, it's not that, you know, they're resilient, you know. So I think, but when you look at the schedules, for me, the one that stands out the most, I guess because it's just in our face, is Mart playing on Monday, mm -hmm. Mart playing on Saturday. It's like, what? You got two games in one week? Yep. It's just crazy to see it lay out like that. And it's a 2A team, 2A D2 team, so it's not like they got 65 people on no, the sideline. No, not at so. all. Uh, it, Tepper, uh, Greg Tepper from uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and Fox Sports Southwest went on to talk a little bit about Ray Biles and the Lorena Leopards and just what a job that uh, that the Leopards are doing this year. Yeah, I, I've been I've been awfully impressed uh, with, with them, and they're a team that I think uh, is flying a bit under the radar uh, right now. You know, when you take a look at, at what they've been able to do uh, the past couple of weeks, uh, it, it's been exceptionally impressive. You know, especially going through what has been that very just wide open weirdo district there that, that nobody quite has a, a grasp on uh, in, in district 10, that, that this is a district that uh, your district 11, rather, that this is a district that has been thrown into disarray and, and 
Lorena's a bit of an agent of chaos. And, and one thing that has impressed me really uh, about uh, Lorena is that they've had a knack for, for coming through with close wins. You know, they've played a lot of close games. You know, they, they beat Cameron Yo 28-20. You know, they, they, in the opener, their, their signature win, I would say right now, is that win in the opener over Franklin, where they beat Franklin 21-20. to You know, uh, they've been on the wrong side of it, too. They lost to, to, to Troy in the squeaker as well. But this is a Lorena team that I think is starting to find its groove defensively. They've really stepped up the, the past couple of weeks, shut down some pretty high-powered and, and I would say, uh, uh, you know, teams that had a little bit of momentum. I hate that word, but but teams that had a little bit of a, a, a confidence going in offensively that they've been able to shut them down. And they're going to need to continue to do that. You know, they, they'll, their favorites this week against Caldwell, uh, and then next week they close it out against Rockdale. That's a, a high-powered offense that they're going to need to figure out how to slow them down. But overall, you know, when you take a look at that district, uh, when, you, when you've got three teams, three and one, including Lorena, uh, you know, and by the way, Lorena's already got, uh, if they beat that, that team, they, they got to feel like if they can go and they can beat Rockdale in the final, in the finale, they've got a great shot at winning that district. So, you know, we don't know how the tiebreakers are going to play out. Nobody knows how the tiebreakers are going to play out <laughs> uh, pretty much anywhere in the state. But I'll tell you that this is a really interesting squad that Ray Biles has put together. That's uh, Greg Tepper talking about uh, Ray Biles and the Lorena Leopards. And, you know, <laughs> The thing that just I, I keep going back to is year in, year out. It doesn't ma- it doesn't matter what the talent pool at Lorena looks like. Mm-hmm. Ray Biles and his staff find a way to take what they've got, put it together, make it cohesive, and go win football games. They do it year in, year out. It's a, it's the most impressive thing I've ever seen. They really do. And I I was really surprised when realignment come out and watching them make the drop down to three. I was like, man. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with in this division. And I think that's – it took them a while. Of course, it's been a weird year. But I think they're finally starting to hit that stride. And they're going to make a run in the playoffs. Well, and they may wish they were back up at 4A in that other district because this district they're <laughs> yeah. in ain't exactly a, a lot of fun. No, I mean, but they're battle tested. Once oh, yeah, they get into no the playoffs, doubt. man. Yeah, well, that's a fact. I mean, if you can survive and get out of your district, yeah. then you, you probably have seen everything you need to see. Uh, you mentioned Mart, uh, mm-hmm. Coach. Hoffman's football team uh, won Monday night uh, over uh, Worthon. I think they won 63 to nothing. And as you as you point out, they play arguably the biggest game in this district this year, and they're going to do it Saturday night against Jeff Kosowski's Bremont Tigers. And, and Greg talked about the Bremont and Mart matchup. I think this is an important game for, for both of these teams. You know, for, for Bremont, you know, this is an opportunity that you know they're 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 ma- making the drop down to, to Division Two, and then they now got an opportunity to go out there and, and get a get a big scalp. You know, go out there and take down the best team in, in 1A Division Two or two Division Two rather with Mart, and and they've got a playmaker. They've got Seth Kozowski, who I am crazy about. I think this kid is a superstar and, and a guy who's who's really shown out, and their offense has been sensational. Um, now they're going up against uh, Mart, and Mart is just a, a, a machine i mean what do you say about the panthers like they have just mowed down everyone in their path with just emphatic authority i mean they have outscored their opponents in district play something to the tune of i believe a uh, 160 to nothing in mm. their three games they played Man. i mean they have just clobbered people uh the only times they've really been challenged is when they've punched up whenever they played three a teams and by the way a couple of those wins like the win over mcgregor like the win over anawak they have aged really well 
And so, look, I, I think that I, I, what I want to see is can Bremont make Mart play four quarters? Because that's basically been the measurement of success against Mart. Is the game in doubt at the end of the third quarter? That's kind of the question here. And, and so, uh, you know, that, that's what I want to see. Now, I think that the offense is going to be able to, ch- to challenge them, but I am – I have serious reservations about saying that anybody at this point is going to be able to slow down Roger L. Freeman and that Mart offense. I, I just do. And, and this is a, a team that is, is hitting on all cylinders. They're playing well uh, and, and, and looks like the dominant force in 2A Division Two. Now, there's other teams. I think they could see Hamlin in, in a state championship game if they were to get there. And that would be a terrific matchup because Hamlin's basically been doing that same thing to teams in the panhandle. I'd love to see those teams match up in the state championship game. But I'll tell you that that right now, if you're if you're Bremon, I guess you're just kind of saying, you know what, let's go in there and see if we can get into a shootout, see if we can turn this game kind of upside down. Uh, but right now, I think Mart's got to be your favorite. That's uh, Greg Tepper on uh, Unnecessary Roughness earlier today talking high school football. And if you want to hear the entire conversation, I believe you can go to our website at CentexSportsFan.com. The, uh, they've got it uh, downloaded or uploaded or whatever. It's uploaded, isn't it, Garrett? I yeah, mean, it's there. It's, it's uploaded it, it's there. side-loaded. I mean, front-loaded. It, it's in there somewhere. It, yeah, you it's can, some it, sort of loaded. It's on that webpage, CentexSportsFan.com. You can also vote, too for the uh, high school pick'em contest brought to you by Whataburger, so you can do that. Uh, it is a 450, 10 away from 5, and we're going to talk a minute about uh, Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, where uh, they've got a, well, I mean, they, they've got a deal going on right now. It's Ram Power Days, and it's back, and it's it's running uh, for about another week or so through, I think, November the 2nd. So what is that? Uh, is, that is that Monday or Tuesday? believe so yeah, yeah so, saturday is the 31st yeah, so. so there you go uh so you got a few days left you can get a new uh 2020 ram lone star crew cab with a hemi or an eco diesel zero percent for 72 months no payments for 90 days or choose 9250 in cash and incentives ram has the highest pickup owner loyalty in america you know last week i think it was uh ted teague and his staff they they hooked me up. They they let me hang out and drive around in the 2020 Ram 1500 Laramie Night Edition, and this thing is smooth, brother. I'm I'm not kidding you. Uh, all black exterior accents with your choice of uh, exterior colors. Black exterior accents including the Ram logo on the grill, headlamp bezels make for a for a, a striking first impression. Spacious, high-end interior features, upscale finishes with, of course, black seats and black interior accents to add that element of sleekness. They've got uh, heated front and back seats. Boy, you could have used them today. And, and in the summertime, those front seats, well, they, they, they can cool down as well. So, I mean, this is, this is a nice ride, and it is available at Allen Samuels. And, you know, one of the things about Allen Samuels, if they don't have it if they don't have exact, like I know Garrett went over there the other day and he said, I want a truck and I want it short truce in color, uh, you know, or teal, one or the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, so th- they, they got on, they started looking around on the locator and uh, they, they got it done because there's other Allen Samuels dealerships throughout the U.S. And they've also just got a, a connection with other with other dealerships. So when you want that uh, pink and polka dotted pickup that, uh, that Garrett is asking them for, they can find it for you. I mean, whatever you need, whatever whatever you're looking for, it's available at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram and Fiat. Of course, a tremendous service department as well. That's 201 West Loop 340. It's Allen Samuels. This high school football coaches show with Lorena coach Ray Biles, brought to you by Lorena Athletic Association and Triple S Sports. The Lorena Leopards are now 5-2 on the year, but more importantly, 3-1 in district play after a 28-20 win at Cameron last Friday. Ray, your team 
Took the first possession, 67 yards, eight plays, but that was the only first half scoring for the Leopards. Yeah, opening drive was uh, you know just perfection. You know, took six minutes off the clock and just drove the ball down and scored. And uh, you know we struggled. We shot ourselves in the foot with penalties, and uh, you know we're we're not good enough to overcome. Uh, you know, first and 20 all the time. So uh, we had some holding penalties, a few things that kind of set us back. And, uh, you know, we had some difficulty the rest of the first half just trying to move the ball. A fumble allowed Cameron to take a 10-7 lead, and it could have been worse, but your defense did cause a fumble and also picked off a pass. Those kids are playing very, very well. Our defensive front, I can't say enough about how hard they played. Uh, Joe Gutshaw, one of the defensive tackles, another guy that they, they have to double up on, uh, had a tremendous night. And then, uh, you know, our secondary, I thought, did a great job. We played a lot of nickel in the second half with the extra DB in, and uh, the kids did a good job. And so especially, like I said, the second half really responded well. You mentioned how the defense stepped it up in the second half, especially Jordan Jackson. I think he had five sacks in that game. Great athlete. He comes off the edge very, very well. Uh, and uh, he just beat the tackle several times on the outside and, and flushed the quarterback. And, you know, that was at a critical time. They had the ball. We had an eight-point lead. But, you know, that's a one-possession game. And he had, you know, several stops there. Uh, like I said, uh, just did a, a tremendous job in the last few minutes of the ballgame. Two games left on the regular season schedule, starting with Caldwell this Friday. They haven't won a district game, but they certainly look dangerous on video. They were ahead of Troy by six points at halftime uh, this past Friday night. So we're going to have to be uh, very sound in what we do, play with a lot of intensity, and I think we'll be okay. ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplessports.com. You're out! Bill Arena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month, and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and the Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Last year, the Lorena Athletic Association awarded 12 scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD students. They also try to provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wish lists. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Despite being named Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week last week, Baylor linebacker Terrell Bernard talked about the room for improvement in his game earlier today on the team's press conference. Yeah, I feel like I've played uh, decent. I mean, there's definitely a lot of areas that I can improve on. And uh, I mean, I think I think that comes with time, reps, which which is, I feel like, why I've, I've been improving. Um, and then just, just effort in the film room. Uh, in the weight room and then come Saturday uh, each and every play trying to play as hard as I can. You can hear the Baylor Coaches Show tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. on 1660 ESPN Radio. The two guests tonight are Coach Aranda via Zoom and Coach Drew live in action with the Voice of Bears from Rudy's. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Four fifty-six. I'm sorry Garrett. I know we're running late. 
<laughs> Get it on track, man. It, 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 it happens. It, it happens. Hey, uh, we got a lot to do in our next hour, uh, so we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, but one of the things I, I did want to just kind of touch base on and just get uh, Stretch's thoughts here real quick, and I mean real quick because we're up against the clock once again, but the Cowboys yesterday, they traded Everson Griffin. Today, they released Don Terry Poe and Daryl Worley. Stretch, are you telling me Don Terry Poe and Daryl Worley had no trade value whatsoever? Zero. That's exactly what I'm telling you. And the other thing I'm telling you is you should have cut Don Terry Poe about five weeks ago. The problem is the perception would have been, hey, you're cutting a guy because he took a knee. Really, you were cutting a guy because he's 370 pounds, he's out of shape, and couldn't. I mean, he couldn't hold the point to save his life. I'm surprised. Really, he stole a million dollars from the Cowboys is what he did. Why, well, then why was he here in the first place? That, that's a good question. That would be something you'd have to go ask the scouting department. You'd have to go ask the defensive line coach. You'd have to ask the defensive coordinator. You've got to find out who's, who, who it is that's responsible for coming in there and telling you that, you know what, you need to sign this guy. Yep. Uh, and uh, maybe go ask the head coach and <laughs> keep on going. 457, three away from five. We're going to get into that a little later on. Uh, Ed Warder from ESPN is going to join us, and uh, we'll talk about that and a few other things. And we got several things to get to in our 5 o'clock hour, and we'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Midway Panthers football on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Bird Coach and Ford. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Kenneth Weithorn, Darren Burrow, and me as the Midway Panthers return home this Friday night to host the Waco Lions. Our broadcast of Midway Panthers football begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame show. We'll have the kickoff and all the action at 7.30. It's Midway and Waco High, and it's this Friday night right here on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vita me vas. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Are your office surfaces covered in antimicrobial film that lasts five years for the safety of your employees? Does your office point of entry use a state-of-the-art thermal facial recognition scanner that also takes temperatures? Is it frustrating accessing documents from home that are stored at your office? Now ask yourself what other office technology company in Texas offers these products and services. No one but the premier provider of business technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, and Sean Hunt. 254-772-1600, UBEO.com. Do you wake up each morning with chronic joint pain or go to sleep at night with the aches and pains of a recent or old sports injury? Meet Dr. Lance Ellis, a board-certified orthopedic surgeon with Coriel Health that specializes in orthopedic spine surgery, minimally invasive treatments for bone and joint pain, hip replacement, and joint reconstruction. To learn more about Dr. Ellis's personalized treatment plans or to schedule an appointment, visit CorielHealth.org. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you 
Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense, plus to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Good luck to the Midway Panthers as they continue their tradition of excellence this season. At Wilkerson Hatch Bailey, we also carry traditions. I'm Brooklyn Bailey. 95 years, our family has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services and celebrations custom to your loved ones. From intimate memorials to large celebrations, we believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to your family. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Grand Power Days at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. The 2021 models will be arriving soon, and we still have a great selection of 2020 ramps to choose from. Hurry in and save $10,000 off MSRP on a fully loaded Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab, plus competitive pickup owners getting an additional $1,000 off. Well, how about $6,000 off that new diesel to pull that new RV or boat? Grand Power Days won't last much longer, so make that short drive and see why everyone says it's always cheaper and friendlier in Cameron. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back in. This is game time. It's a couple of minutes after 5, 502. We're glad you're with us. Our 5 o'clock hour uh, is brought to you by Coriel Health. So... Uh, thanks to Coriel Health for uh, sponsoring the 5 o'clock hour. Tom and Stretch and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And Stretch, uh, it has been a good a good week, really, for Baylor basketball. The Lady Bears and the men uh, both uh, announcing their schedule for uh, 2021. And uh, also a couple other quick notes. The uh, Baylor men's basketball team was selected to represent the U.S., in the uh, World University Games, that'll be coming up in China uh, in 2021. In August of 2021, Scott Drew was asked about the great honor and uh, and talked about that that uh, that prestigious honor for for Baylor men's basketball. Oh, it's it's huge. I mean, uh, that's a tremendous honor, and uh, uh, very few get selected uh, uh, ever to represent uh, uh, the United States and a chance to play for uh, a gold medal and obviously the educational uh, facet of learning uh, uh, a different culture. Now, let's see. I think Clemson and Kansas, and I'm uh, maybe Northern Illinois. There's 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 only like three or four teams. Uh, over the course of the th- that have had the opportunity to go do that, but and I don't care what it is. If if you're if you're representing the U.S. of A., that's a pretty cool deal. The uh, Bears also uh, talking about their expectations. Uh, 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 Jared Butler, who is the uh, preseason Player of the Year, uh, was talking with the media and, and and asked about the expectations for this team. This team is a team that. Garrett, as we mentioned earlier today, could very well be, you know, if things go well, very well could be a Final Four basketball team. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, just looking at what they were able to accomplish last season and then carrying it over, you're bringing back 95% of your roster. They're definitely not going to sneak up on anybody this season. 
do we like him? Yeah, just because we work hard and we're, you know, just a bunch of people trying to be the best people we can be. And, um, yeah, do we like the recognition? Yeah. Does it mean a whole lot? Does it carry a lot of weight? I don't think so. It's just kind of some some paper, um, some things that's written down on paper that don't mean a whole lot. So that's kind of where it stands for me and I think for the rest of the team. That uh, is Jared Butler talking uh, about uh, the expectations of the team, kind of downplaying it, just kind of, you know, kind of slow playing it. And and I kind of like guys like that. So, you know what, basically his thought is, hey, that's kind of cool, but let's go prove it on the floor. And uh, they'll get that opportunity in uh, in late November. So there you go. Uh, 505, uh, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Stretch and, and Garrett, we're talking we're talking sports with you on this uh, on this. Uh, Wednesday afternoon. Let's uh, jump back into that Cowboy conversation as the Cowboys will uh, take on Philadelphia Sunday night. I'm sure all of America is going to be glued to their television set to watch those two teams uh, get after it on on Sunday night. But uh, this team appears to be stretched. It appears to be sellers or or in this case, givers uh, as they just give away a couple of players. Say, here, you can have them if you want them. Yeah, they're in a position where they're going to have to they're going to have to change some of the stuff they've done on their salary cap. I mean, they, w- w- let's be honest, guys. When you look at the money that they've paid uh, Tyrone Crawford, look at the money they've paid uh, Jalen Smith. They've overpaid for guys, and so uh, you're going to have to you're going to have to balance that out. And with the salary cap going down next year, they're they're going to have to make some moves. This will be the first of what I feel like could be many moves. Uh, in, in in order to try to kind of get their uh, get their backyard in, in some sort of order, and then let me tell you something: they need to pick up multiple draft picks. So anytime you say, "Well, a, a, a compensatory or a late sixth round pick for Everson Griffin," let me tell you, they need they need a lot of players. And anytime they can get picks for those guys, and that's what you saw them do. I mean, you saw them put. Poe and Worley out there, there were no takers, so you end up cutting those guys and, and, and saving the money off the salary cap. So I, I, I really think this is a situation where the Cowboys, like you said, they are definitely going to be sellers, uh, and, and I don't think anybody could be exempt from that. When you say they overpaid, again, I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my, my little brain around that, that deal. How does that happen? How, how do they get in a situation where they uh, they paid more than the market will bear for a player? Well, and, and I mean, a lot of times, you know, at that time, you you were and, and I know we've talked about this before, but you know, when I was in the organization, not only did you have to grade your team, grade free agents, grade you know different positions and those kind of things, but I always thought it was interesting that you've got to give. You once you give a guy a grade, you have to say, "Hey, is he a diminishing player? Is the arrow going down? Is he flat? Is he is he what you now what you see now? Is that what you're getting, or is he ascending? Is he going up? Is the arrow going up?" And I believe that the Cowboys went out and paid two players in in Tyrone Crawford and Jalen Smith. Who that that's kind of what they were. They they, they were kind of flat players. Well. When you pay those guys and you pay them for, you know, four or five years, 
and they're they're a flat player, you know it's only a matter of time before the arrow is going to be tilting down. And I think it's a mistake that they made. I think it's a mistake from the personnel department. I think it's a mistake from the pro guys who give the grades, who put the stuff on. There's enough blame to go around in this organization, guys. And unfortunately, it's really coming back to bite them right now. And, I, you know, I'm going to be interested to see what Ed Werder says coming up here on the next segment because, I mean, obviously he's got his finger on the pulse of the NFL, but I'd like to know, hey, you know, d- does Dallas, in fact, have any other, you know, what, what would be considered commodity or th- something that they could sell off other than, you know, the, the skill guys? Is there anything besides Zach Martin and, and the skill guys? And I, I, I don't know that, but we've talked about that, and I'm going to say probably not. And when you don't have those guys, when you don't have that ability – uh, to have you know to have that depth and to have those players, then that that tells you all you need to know about this roster and where you're at right now. And, and the the ironic thing about the Cowboy roster and the Cowboy situation is just how quickly it has it has hit to rock bottom. I mean, back before the season started, this the, the the conversation was about the Cowboys being right in the thick of all of this and. and and I realize their quarterback is hurt, and I realize they've got some offensive line issues. But man, has this thing fallen off the cliff in a hurry? Yeah, and that's and, and that's usually what happens. You get some guys dinged, you get you get some guys exposed. You change your defense, you change your personnel. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know why, and that's another question I'll ask. You know, that that, that we can ask Ed. I mean, I I don't know why they they took what was a pretty decent 4-3 defense the last two years and decided to go out and sign Don Terry Poe, Gerald McCoy, and say, you know what, all of a sudden we're, we're a 3-4 defense. I, I, that's, to me, that's mind-blowing. I, you know, I, we talk about coaches all the time, and the reason they call you that is because you're able to identify what your personnel is, and then you build a scheme about, around what type of personnel you have. When you get that backwards – when you put a, when you put a scheme and you don't know what the person in your square peg in a round hole and I and I think it's coming to bite them in the in the rear end right now and it's obvious that they still can't get it especially on one side of the ball guys I could make the excuse on the offensive side of the ball I really could and it, and it would make sense and it does make sense what's going on on the offensive side of the ball but on the defensive side of the ball is inexcusable and and that's where I think people are going to have to be held accountable and there's enough uh, there, there's enough problems throughout the organization that everybody could say, hey, you know what, part of that's on me. Talking to a high school coach uh, this week, and he was talking about, believe it or not, setting the edge. He was also talking about uh, handling the run in a uh, in a in uh, in an odd man front. And, you know, he is contemplating making a change to an even man front because he said they were having trouble with the run and also setting the edge. I went, hmm, I've heard that once or twice. But the fact of the matter is he recognized it and he's going to make a change, yet they don't seem to, to be willing to budge on, uh, on making a change. Well, and, some guys, and some guys, fellas, let's be honest. I mean, some guys only know one system. I mean, they only know they only know a, a defensive system, and so that's what that, they teach. Now, that's correct, and so now you, you you start having to say, okay, well, w- we need to hold somebody accountable. Well, that needs to be the defensive coordinator. But when you go into week seven of the season and it doesn't feel like anybody's held accountable, and you got the guy 
you know, showing up for his press concert after he's been knocking back Buffalo Wild Wings and he scratches his eye and he cries and all of a sudden you're like, what are we dealing with here? And and, and that that that's a question I don't know. I, I, I really – I mean, that's a question I don't have the answer to. I really don't. I don't know why they have – it's taken them so long to just do the simplest of things and, and, and make sure you line up sound. I get guys getting beat. I, I, that, that happens all the time. But when you get guys – Going through the middle of your defense, wide open. You don't get checks and coverages down on the down in the red zone. You don't make sure that you, you know, set the edge that you play with leverage. Those are issues that are inexcusable. All right, uh, five thirteen, thirteen minutes after five. We're gonna uh, take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll we'll continue our cowboy conversation. We'll talk about the matchup with the Eagles. Ed Warder will join us a little bit later on as well. So we got a lot of things to get to here in our uh, 5 o'clock hour. Drive safely as you're making your way home. Tom Stretch and Garrett on ESPN Central Texas, and we're going to talk a minute about Morrison's Gifts. You know, they've been in business since 1979, and guys, whether it's a birthday gift, anniversary gift, or, yeah, holiday gift, you know what we're talking about, Christmas, it's time to get that done. Wouldn't it be cool to go buy, to go to go to Morrison's, get your Christmas gifts, get get your Christmas shopping done for 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 your for your wife or your girlfriend, have it have free gift wrapping, tuck that thing away in the attic and not have to worry about it until I mean I mean all you then all you got to do is make sure that the trees up and the lights are on the house and all that stuff, uh, but you will have all of your shopping done and you can do that at Morrison's Gifts. The uh, you know Waco's gift store for every occasion, but right now we're we're we're, we're talking about Christmas, guys, Christmas, uh, and you can do that now. Choose from uh, choose from John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candle, jewelry, and all kinds of neat things. Always free gift wrapping available at Morrison's Gifts. They are a Baylor alumni-owned business, and they're at forty three zero eight West Waco Drive. That's next to Jason's Deli and the Brazos Square Shopping Center. We're talking about Morrison's Gifts. Since 1979. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Clouds are starting to break up. And that means we are in for mostly clear skies developing here across central Texas for tonight. It'll be another cold night as low temperatures fall to 38 degrees. Increasing clouds tomorrow, meaning sunshine to start today, but quickly becoming mostly cloudy. It's going to be a windy day tomorrow with highs right around 53. And on Friday, mostly sunny skies. It'll be warmer with a high temperature of 64. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Midway Panthers football on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Bird College and Ford. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Kenneth Weithorn, Darren Burrow, and me as the Midway Panthers return home this Friday night to host the Waco Lions. Our broadcast of Midway Panthers football begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame show. We'll have the kickoff and all the action at 7.30. It's Midway and Waco High, and it's this Friday night right here on ESPN Central Texas. Do you wake up each morning with chronic joint pain or go to sleep at night with the aches and pains of a recent or old sports injury? Meet Dr. Lance Ellis, a board-certified orthopedic surgeon with Coriel Health that specializes in orthopedic spine surgery, minimally invasive treatments for bone and joint pain, hip replacement, and joint reconstruction. To learn more about Dr. Ellis' personalized treatment plans or to schedule an appointment, 
visit CorielHealth.org. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at NW. Waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. This 1950s-style diner serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats, and sundaes while enjoying music from the 50s. Fox's Treats and Eats, adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Five eighteen, eighteen minutes after five. Tom and Stretch and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Stretch, uh, we we were talking about the Cowboy issues, and now you got a game to play on Sunday: the uh, Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. And man, what is your game plan offensively with uh, with the third quarterback of the season? Well, you're going to just have to. I mean, you're really going to have to try to run a bunch of quick stuff, get a run again, you know, get 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 some things from a passing game standpoint that can get the ball out of his hand. And then you're going to have to try to line up in two tight ends and try to run the football some. Now, that's going to be a problem because I can tell you right now with having uh, four-fifths of your offensive line down, you probably don't have a very good shot at being very good at blocking, you know, a defensive front that's very good and a front that, quite frankly, is going to pin their ears back and try to get after you. So, it's yeah, it could be – it's going to be a difficult situation. But hopefully, again, they can, you know, try to get their speed – matched up on some guys and get to where they can, you know, get a third quarterback that can get the ball out of his hand quickly. All right, 519, Ed Warder from uh, ESPN joins us. And, uh, Ed, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing good. Uh, just talking some Cowboy football and and uh, what's going on with uh, 
with the Cowboys as they trade a player yesterday and then they release a couple more today. Right. I, I think that we are seeing for the first time a, a really a reactive response from uh, the front office and the coaching staff uh, with different messages directed at the locker room for the lackadaisical deteriorating level of play and the general poor performance. I think what, what happened first after this Washington game was we heard from, you know, both Jerry and Stephen Jones uh, pledging support for Mike McCarthy. And to me, that was a message to the locker room that you guys are accountable to this coaching staff and to McCarthy. Uh, he's going to decide the fate of this locker room and these players this season and beyond. So don't think he's getting, you're getting him fired. And then I think the reinforcing message came in the form of removing the three recent defensive starters, Everson Griffin, who had minimal trade value, and then Donatari Poe and Darrell Worley, who had none. But it sends, a, I think, a provocative message uh, to trade a player and to release two players. Uh, now, whether the, the players respond, I don't know. Uh, but between that and between the fact that the Eagles aren't very good and the Cowboys do have some players uh, coming back, potentially even you know Sean Lee, but certainly Zach Martin and uh, Cheeto Wuzier at corner, they should be better in terms of talent at at least three positions if those guys all come out and play this week. Ed, let me ask you this: Do you think that uh, Jerry will posture this thing as you know as being more of a seller? Could you see him? And I know there's not a lot of uh, they don't have a lot of value with what they have on the defensive side of the football, but on the other side of the ball, I mean, I, I still think Zeke is a heck of a back. I mean, do, do you think there – could you see Jerry, you know, kind of cutting loose of some of his – some, of, you know, some of those strings and some of those ties he has to guys like Zeke or possibly Amari Cooper? I mean, could, could those guys be in a situation where they could get traded? Uh, I would say no, because they both just signed contracts in the last eight months. And so I didn't, I haven't looked it up because I didn't anticipate that being a, a, a reasonable consideration for the Cowboys. Um, obviously they could live without Amari Cooper's skill, given what they have at the wide receiver position. Uh, I'm not sure they're ready to give up on Ezekiel Elliott. I just think that the dead money would be so, uh, you know, devastating to them especially given this off season where they haven't signed their quarterback and they're probably going to have to franchise tag him again. And the, and the cap theoretically could plunge significantly and be like, you know, go from $220 million to $170 million. Now you're talking about dead cap money for a receiver and a running back, uh, arguably your two best players at those positions and then still have to sign your quarterback. So I don't think financially they'd be really in a position to do that and benefit from it in the way you would want to. Yeah, and the the other thing I, I know you mentioned this earlier that that you know obviously Stephen and Jerry have pledged their allegiance to Mike McCarthy. There, there's times that a lot of people think that's the kiss of death in, in in some situations, but I know with you having covered this team forever, I know you understand you know Jerry and, and not wanting to admit that he's possibly made a mistake in the hiring, but you know if this team doesn't turn it around, let's say they go. Three and thirteen, they go four and, and, and twelve. I mean, do, do what do you see them really doing? I mean, do you see them standing pat, or do you think that there could be some changes that could be made? Well, I think they could make some staff changes, even if they don't have that horrific a season. Um, but I don't think Mike McCarthy is going to get fired for a lot of reasons. One of which you mentioned, which is 
you know, Jerry doesn't want to admit that the general manager of this franchise hired the wrong guy to be the head coach. Um, and then beyond that, he doesn't want to have to, you know, as I mentioned, the, the financial you know, situation being what it is during this pandemic where uh, the owners aren't making the kind of revenue that they're used to because they don't have any season ticket sales for the most part. Um, and so now Jerry's going to be putting, putting himself voluntary in a position where he's got to pay McCarthy and his whole staff and then the next head coach and his whole staff. I just don't see that being a solution that, that Jerry finds appealing in, in any way. I think uh, he's much more likely, even if he thinks he hired the wrong guy, I think he'd be reluctant to admit it this quickly, and he'd try to suggest that, well, you're not going to win when you've lost your whole offensive line uh, and you lost your you know, starting quarterback four five games into the season. It wasn't reasonable to expect that you're going to have a great deal of success under those circumstances, and you know, hopefully we get those guys healthy and, and we can be a dominant offense again. We certainly showed signs of that before Dak went down. Uh, I, just don't see, I just don't see any reasonable way that they make a coaching change. I mean, you fire Chan Gailey. After two years, that's the shortest term any coach has had under under Jerry. And Jerry's often talked about how he regretted not giving him a third season, that that was unfair in his mind. Uh, and Wade Phillips is the only coach to ever get fired during the season, but he wasn't in his first year as a head coach. And, and Jerry had the guy he wanted to be the next head coach on the staff, and I'm not sure unless it's Kellen Moore he has that situation now. Right. Let, let, let's look at the rest of the league. And, and, and again, we're talking with Ed Werder. Ed, I appreciate you jumping on with us today. Uh, the rest of the league, though, we, we currently have probably two uh, – there are two coaching openings with as many as possibly five that are out there. Ed, talk to us about some of the – who you feel, you know, some of the up-and-coming candidates could be to fill these jobs. I know we've talked about this off-air multiple times, but share with our listeners kind of some guys that you think, you know, you might keep an eye out on and, 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 and guys that you think are up-and-coming young coaches – that, that could get a shot at, you know, at a place like Atlanta or, you know, if, if the Jets were to decide to make a move? Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, I think Todd Bowles, who was here as, you know, a defensive coach under Bill Parcells and uh, who was a head coach in New York, and, and I think everybody recognizes the challenges that come with trying to coach the Jets and be successful. Uh, given what he's doing in Tampa on defense, I think he's going to be – a top three or four candidate. I think Jim Caldwell uh, is a potential candidate. You know, he had a couple winning seasons in Detroit, uh, and they haven't been able to replicate that since he left. I think Brian Daybold, the uh, offensive coordinator, who's done such a great job with Josh Allen in Buffalo. I think Eric Bieniemy, uh, because of his relationship with Andy Reid and, and, and the, the contribution he's made to the offense that they have around Patrick Mahomes and winning a Super Bowl and you know being among the best teams in the, in the NFL pretty much since he and Andy have been together. He doesn't you know have, he's not singularly responsible for calling the plays, but he has a role in helping Andy do that. And I think a lot of people are going to find that appealing. He's the guy to me who's going to get the most interviews right after this season's over. Right. Well, listen, I, I appreciate you jumping on with us, Ed. I know it's uh, I know, I know you got a lot going on this time of year, but I appreciate you jumping on with us and, and, and thanks for, thanks for your time today. 
All right, thanks. I'll talk to you Sunday on the Doomsday Podcast, my friend. Thanks, buddy. Have a good day. That is Ed Werder. Ed Werder, I'm sorry. There yep. he goes. But Doomsday Podcast. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the Doomsday Podcast uh, that you uh, you and Ed and, and I believe uh, Matt uh, uh, do. Uh, what is it? Every Sunday night after the Cowboy game. Yeah, you know. We, so they, what time would you do it this Sunday night? Well, it depends on you know. It depends on if Ed has what his TV duties are. I mean, I do the things with WFAA. It's kind of coordinated at a different time, but Ed does a great job of. You know, with uh, we we've obviously lost Matt Mosley. He had an unfortunate wreck, and and uh, that's why he's you know had to shifts. And I and I know you know this. That's uh, that's why you've had to shift a few responsibilities at the radio station. But it's a podcast, it's a Doomsday podcast that Ed and, and Matt do. And you know, I come on and and give some grades, and uh, you know, I positionally grade it. We have we have a lot of fun with it. I think it's something that there's a lot of insight. I mean, Ed is really really good with understanding what's going on in the NFL, obviously working for ESPN and the things he does, the people he talks to around the league. Um, he's He's got a great finger on the pulse. I mean, you know, you've got – everybody knows, you know, you got Adam Schefter and you got those kind of guys who are kind of scoop jockeys. And then you have a guy like Ed who really – I think it is, you know, he digs a lot deeper into what's going on. And, and, and like like you said, I mean, he does the Doomsday podcast. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to jump on there with those guys and grade the players. But it usually comes out Sunday evening, somewhere around three or four hours after the game. Well, the one, one of the questions, and I meant to ask and, and just didn't get to with Ed, is what is, and I'll ask you, what is a reasonable expectation for this football team under the current circumstances, they're dumping players right now. They've got uh, quarterbacks hurt. They got offensive linemen that are just uh, unhealthy. They've got uh, you mentioned two get into two tight ends, but they're not exactly deep at the tight end position. So I mean, with all of that and, and players just not very good, in my opinion, on the defensive side of the football, what is a reasonable expectation for Cowboy fans for this twenty twenty season? <laughs> is it four wins? Uh, that's a great question. I, I I personally, where I sit here right now, if they win four games, I'll be shocked. And, and now, you, you know, I, I disagree with that a little bit. I think if you do not see this Cowboy team turn around, play better, play more sound, uh, play a better brand of football, they can go they could go four and 12. But I think this could be a one and done situation. I, I really do believe that. I do believe that Jerry has recognized, that he's, you know, he's getting older. He doesn't have a lot of time. He wants to see this thing turn around. He'd like to win one more Super Bowl, I'm sure, before he, you know, before he goes and spends some time, spends spends time, you know, where 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 he at the next level. <laughs> I mean, but I think that uh, I think if they don't turn this around, guys, and I'm talking about guys playing better, I'm talking about playing with some more passion. I'm talking about being competitive in games. I absolutely could see this being one and done for Mike McCarthy, and I don't care what they say or what comes out of uh, uh, of Jerry or Steven right now. We're, we're basically a little more than – we're really right at the halfway point of the season, and if this thing doesn't turn around the second half, and I'm talking about turn around and maybe win – you know, maybe you win five or six games – but at least you show you're competitive in some. I, I mean, and and guess what? They could go two and fourteen, and it wouldn't surprise me. So I I know that's a long answer for your question. I don't know what a reasonable expectation is. I would guess it's playing better football on the defensive side. 
But if it doesn't happen, guys, I could absolutely see this being a one-and-done deal with Mike McCarthy. My greatest issue is not that they're not very good, and they're not very good, is that it appears, and again, we're watching television. We're not in the stadium, and we're not on the sideline to to – to, to kind of get a uh, to measure their uh, th- to measure it, but it, it certainly looks like there has been more than one occasion where this team has flat quit. Well, and, and when you that's have play- a right, major right, Tom, problem, and when, correct. And when you have players coming out, you had Xavier Woods come out and make the statement, "Well, we can't play hard ever play." I've never even heard that. And and the great thing was is I, I saw Rex Ryan pull up on pull up on ESPN the very first play of the game where he wasn't playing hard. So when you start questioning guys giving effort, when you start questioning guys' heart, whether you know whether it's important to them, you, you see infighting in the locker room, I, I'm sure coaches are at one another. I guarantee you they are. I don't care what they say. There are coaches in there that are, you know, that, that, that think that things should be done differently, especially on one side of the football, and it's not getting done. I, I'm telling you, this – absolutely could implode on the Dallas Cowboys and be a really ugly situation. And I think Ed makes a great point. I think he's, you know, they're, they're sending a message to say, hey, we'll cut Don Terry Poe and we'll cut Worley and we'll trade guys. But, hey, man, if, 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 that, doesn't, if that doesn't light the fire and get this team to play harder, then w- w- what's the message? What is Mike McCarthy sending? What is he coaching? What's being told to these players? And, and, and those are the things that – what are the expectations and what do you want? I, I think that's, the, that's, the, that's something that Jerry and Steven and Will McClay and that whole group's going to have to go in there and ask. All right, 533, and again, the Cowboys and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles coming up Sunday night. Uh, Must-see TV on NBC, but uh, certainly right here we'll have it for you with, uh, with Brad and, and Babe and Christy, and it's a 6 p.m. broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas. This high school football coaches show with Whitney coach Mark Bird brought to you by Citizen State Bank of Whitney. After dropping three straight, how nice was it to get back in the win column last week? It was good. I, 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 a different look on our kids' faces. You know, they weren't searching, but it, it was really good. And, you know, we, got, we still got a lot of work done during that game and, and got a lot more, you know, for this game as well. So it's good to see that our kids are still focused. It, it's good to see that they're still wanting to learn the game and, and be a part of the game rather than just forget about it and move to the next sport. As of right now, what do y'all need to do in order to make the playoffs? Well, we've got to win, we've got to win against Maypearl. You know, and, and so that's the only scenario that there is. But, but more than anything, we've just got to keep building on what we got. We still got a lot of young kids playing the game, and Grant, I know it's I know it's week ten for a lot of us, but we're still gaining daily to the game. Uh, you know, we've got kids playing positions that are going to be having to play there next year as well, and so every rep we get right now matters. Uh, and you mentioned Maypearl. They put up some big numbers this season on offense. What makes them so explosive? Well, I think they've got uh, some kids that have been in the program a while now. They're very mature and and. Uh, you know, the, the thing that they're doing, they're playing with confidence, you know, that they, they took off in preseason and got a lot of wins right there. And so those things carry over. Uh, Sam has done a really good job up there in May Pearl, and, and the kids are playing well. You know, they've kind of changed their offense up a little bit, and they're, and they're solid in what they're doing right now. When you look at the senior class you have, what are some of the, the biggest memories you, you could think of them, and, and how important is it to win and just finish strong for the senior class? You know, I think you have to go back to Dawson Hightower and, and uh, what he's done for the program. You know, he started, of course, for the past three and a half years our inside backer, and he's just been a staple, you know, in the, in the Hightower family itself. So, you know, that kid alone really sticks out. And then, of course, him making four player this year last year and being able to go to that
that banquet. And so just to, just him being a part of some very big wins, you know, the other seniors that are along with him, they've had to start this year. So this has really just kind of been their year uh, at the varsity level. So seeing them grow and mature in the game. But, uh, you know, this, this group has had some special moments. You know, of course, the win last year over Grandview and then going as deep as we did in the playoffs and, and just playing on a big stage because this, this bunch hadn't been there. ESPN Central Texas. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Are your office surfaces covered in antimicrobial film that lasts five years for the safety of your employees? Does your office point of entry use a state-of-the-art thermal facial recognition scanner that also takes temperatures? Is it frustrating accessing documents from home that are stored at your office? Now ask yourself what other office technology company in Texas offers these products and services? No one but the premier provider of business technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, and Sean Hunt. 254-772-1600, UBEO.com. Do you need a car? Do you have $149? The Honda Transports have just arrived at Greg May. You'll find a large selection of your favorite Hondas, Pilots, Accords, CRVs, and Civics for as low as $149 per month. That's right, Civics, $149 per month. And HRVs, just $149 per month. You can still get above market value for your trade. And 0.9% APR for up to 60 months on select models can save you thousands of dollars more. But you've got to hurry to Greg May Honda because offers like these won't last long. Stop by today or check out gregmayhonda.com for complete details. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Despite being named Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week last week, Baylor linebacker Terrell Bernard talked about the room for improvement in his game earlier today on the team's press conference. Yeah, I feel like I played uh, decent. I mean, there's definitely a lot of areas that I can improve on, and uh, I mean, I think I think that comes with time, reps, which which is I feel like why I've I've been improving. Um, and then just just effort in the film room, uh, in the weight room, and then come Saturday, uh, each and every play, trying to play as hard as I can. You can hear the Baylor Coaches Show tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. on 1660 ESPN Radio. The two guests tonight are Coach Aranda via Zoom and Coach Drew live in action with the Voice of Bears from Rudy. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
540-20 away from 6. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We've spent a lot of time here at the 5 o'clock hour talking about Cowboy football. And again, thanks to Ed Warder for uh, for jumping on uh, and being a part of the program. Uh, in, in, in stretch, it, the Cowboys, well, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's it's just kind of hard to figure what – where this, where the, well, we know where they are. They're at. I mean, the wheels are off and they're in the ditch. But again, uh, it, it it just seems like it, it got there in a hurry, and, and I'm sure it didn't. But with injuries and then players not performing to their to the, to expectation, it, it, this can happen in a hurry, and and it, and it did. Yeah, and you talk about. I mean, here's the thing. You you talk about how it gets in the ditch. I mean, you know, you you usually can have a guy or two go down and then you you know you start to you start to feel the team play a little better see them play a little better start making adjustments on one side of the football on another side of the football or you see what's happened with the Cowboys when one or two offensive linemen went down then two more went down then the center went down and then you're thinking oh my goodness now we're playing with a backup quarterback backup quarterback about gets his head torn off gets his chin split and you got to put the third quarterback in with four fifths your offensive line out, your tight end out. Guys, we can make a lot of excuses there, and I, I get that. I really do. I've said this a thousand times. It's about personnel, and the personnel on the other side of the ball does not fit with the scheme that you're trying to play. And I don't care what they say. I don't, I don't care that they come out and say that, that, that the coordinator comes out and say, hey, we're playing this scheme. We believe in this scheme. You know what? Ultimately, you got to have the players that fit in that scheme. I mean, you've heard it's the oldest saying in the book. It isn't about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmys and Joes. And they don't have the guys right now that are very good in that 3-4 scheme. And the guys that they went out and signed to try to help them transition to a 3-4 scheme, they aren't worth the tinker's ass. So now you got a real problem. And, and – and like you're saying, I mean, not only have they got it in the ditch, but it's wet, the wheels are spinning, they're trying to figure out a way to get some kind of traction to get out of that. All right, uh, let's talk about the NFL draft for a second. Is there any way in anybody's opinion in this, in this little room here that uh, Trevor Lawrence returns to Clemson for yet another season? Well, I, I do think – I could see that. I absolutely could see that. Now – I mean, here's the thing: you are, you, you better, you better make sure that you got you an unbelievable Lloyd's of London policy. You better make sure <laughs> you have all of your, all of your, uh, all of your T's crossed, all of your I's dotted. But could he come back if he doesn't want to go be a part of, you know, the New York Jets? Certainly could come back. But I'll tell you this, guys, and this is one thing I, I truly believe in: is, is that. Money walks and the rest of that, mm-hmm. the rest of that BS is, is, is out the door. Going to New York and being able to take a franchise that's about as low as you could get and single-handedly put them on your back. Now, you're, I know what you're going to say. Well, that's what they did with Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold, I think, is a heck of a player. But, you know, could he, could he go to New York and could he absolutely lead that franchise? Sure he could. Could he say, I don't want to go to New York and, and, and come back? I, I think that's a long shot, but I certainly think it's a possibility. Well, here's the thing. And, and tell me, <laughs> with that franchise, 
he could go back to Clemson to avoid going to the New York Jets and then a year later still go to the New York Jets. I mean, they're, they're that bad. No, yeah. they're, they're, there's, there's no question about it. There, there's no question that could be done. But, you know, I, I just think that whenever you're as good as he is, you're as physically gifted as he is, you're as big as he is, you know what, what difference does it make? Come on out. And, and 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 go you know go go start building go start building yourself a portfolio because that's really what it's all about. No question. Uh, Five forty four, sixteen away from six as we roll through here on a uh, on a um, on a Wednesday. They're talking what twenty percent for the Super Bowl, Garrett? Is that the number you're hearing? Yeah, twenty percent is what I've heard. So uh, stretch when when we when we when we tee it up in February for the Super Bowl. It's going to be a stadium that's got some people in it, but not very many. Can you imagine the the what the what the Price scalper the to go to not the game? not the not the face value, but mm-hmm. the scalper value uh-huh. of that football ticket's going to be? Oh, it's yeah. I mean, I, I I how many when you when you looked at the World Series game last night, did you not get a feeling that that stadium had a few more than maybe they maybe they had originally said it had in it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think sometimes I wonder if the suites are actually counted as attendance. That's a good point. Uh, I, I just don't think that that is how that rolls. I think it's actually butts in seats inside the stadium itself. So, no, I, I, I get you. And and 99.9% of those folks that were there were wearing Dodger blue. No question. That, but I guess I'm transitioning that to what you were saying about, you know, the Super Bowl, how many, you know, can you can you get in suites? How many can you have in suites? Is it total number that walk through the turnstile? I mean, that's what that that's what I don't know, and I I still think that's where there's some gray area with that is how many people are actually in the game versus saying okay, well we're twenty or twenty five percent capacity in the stadium. All right, five forty five, fifteen away from six. We will uh, come back and and we're going to talk a quick minute about the World Series again, as the Dodgers do defeat the Tampa Bay Rays in a terrific game last night, three to one. We'll do that next on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our Baylor Coaches Show comes up tonight. Plus, Baylor Soccer hits the road to Austin on Friday. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. How do you get the job done? With power. Get all the power you need in a new Ram. Alan Samuels presents Ram Power Days. Extra special savings and special factory financing on all new models. Hauling families to great places. Doing chores. Working hard. Alan Samuels will help you get the job done. Ram, the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Shop, apply, buy online. We deliver. Alan Samuels, official auto dealer of the heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. 
Congratulations to the voice of the Bears on being named the State of Texas Co-Sportscaster of the Year. Baylor Bears, Coach Aranda here asking you to join us in the fight against COVID-19. It's time to get in the game and take these precautions. Wear a face covering. Maintain social distance. Know and monitor the symptoms. And stay home if you're sick. It will take teamwork, but we can make a difference and give our football team the best chance to compete this fall when we put family first. Sickum Bears. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back on today's Baylor Sports Beat. We do have our Baylor Coaches Show on the air tonight, 6 to 7 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. You'll hear from head football coach Dave Aranda first via Zoom. Then men's basketball coach Scott Drew will be with us live from Rudy's. So come join us tonight, beginning at 6, for the Baylor Coaches Show. If not, it's right here on the radio on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor soccer working toward their next match. It comes up Friday on the road in Austin, 7 o'clock against the University of Texas. Baylor soccer coming off a 4-0 victory over Kansas State this past Thursday at Betty Lou Mays Field. We ask head coach Paul Jobson what kind of bounce his team gets from a big 4-0 victory. Yeah, it really is. You know, we've we've struggled, you know, finding the back of the net this year. And, you know, we we had said early on that, you know, once it happens, it'll probably happen in, in mass. And that, that happened this weekend. And uh, from some, you know, some folks that, you know, uh, Juliana Cunningham uh, has, has been ramping up her minutes as she's kind of recovering back from an injury um, over the summer and see her get some minutes and get two goals uh, was great. So they're not all coming from the same place either, which is fantastic that we're not having to rely on just one person to score goals for us so that's really encouraging to the team and I think creates a little bit of excitement as we head into a a big road match that's Paul Jobson Baylor soccer coach they're next in action this Friday on the road in Austin against the University of Texas and that's today's Baylor sports beat talk to you tonight from Rudy's and have more tomorrow I'm John Morris it's Baylor and TCU for a Growloween matchup in Waco this Saturday. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. Baylor, TCU, Big 12 football this Saturday. And it's all right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Qualified buyers at 3.9% with 4,000 down cash or trade. One available, TTNL Extra. See dealer for details. The pre-owned kickoff savings event continues at Richard Car Motors. Score big savings like a 2012 GMC Acadia SLE for $140 a month or a 2014 Ford F-150 pickup for $271 a month or a 2019 Jeep Cherokee for $279 a month. Celebrate your score at the kickoff savings event going on now at Richard Car. 
Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplessports.com. You're out! ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Despite being named Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week last week, Baylor linebacker Terrell Bernard talked about the room for improvement in his game earlier today on the team's press conference. Yeah, I feel like I played uh, decent. I mean, there's definitely a lot of areas that I can improve on, and uh, I mean, I think I think that comes with time, reps, which which is I feel like why I've I've been improving, um, and then just just effort in the film room. Uh, in the weight room, and then come Saturday, uh, each and every player trying to play as hard as I can. You can hear the Baylor Coaches Show tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. on 1660 ESPN Radio. The two guests tonight are Coach Aranda via Zoom and Coach Drew live in action with the Voice of Bears from Rudy. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back in. This is Game Time Wednesday Afternoon Edition as we wind things down. Again, coming up at the top of the hour at 6 o'clock, it's the uh, Baylor Coaches Show with uh, John Morse from uh, Rudy's Barbecue over on the traffic circle. And again, uh, Dave Aranda will be there, and as will, I believe, Scott Drew. So it should be a lot of fun. Last night, the uh, the uh, Dodgers wrapped it up, guys. And uh, again, as we mentioned, what a terrific, terrific series it was. Very, Even though it's a 4-2 Dodger win, uh, you know, four games to two. This was just a heck of a competitive series and a lot of fun and just great baseball. And Garrett, you made a great point and want to get to Stretch to comment on it. Uh, for for those novice baseball fans, uh, this one could have won you over a little bit. No, yeah, I think it could. I think this series offered just about everything great about the game of baseball. And it, it, those two teams just laid it all on the line. And, and for me, I was fully engaged and entertained in every game I watched. And I think last night, Tom, we talked after going off air, and you were talking about, I mean, how you know how Snell was just throwing bullets, and and I mean that was it was a heck of a series. It was good baseball. It was fun to watch. You got a player who tested positive for COVID going out there and being a mutt and celebrating. So I mean, you could touch them all right there. There's a little <laughs> little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, now I'm gonna tell you guys, there was there was something not right in Denmark. Uh, uh, Max Muncy was passed up for uh, for the MVP. He went seven for 22, five walks, six RBIs, a home run, a double. Uh, there was not a better player on the field. <laughs> who, 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 be, who beat him out for the MVP? The Seager, the shortstop, who was 0 for 3 last night because <laughs> Muncy was 0 for 4. But, <laughs> I, know, still think, I still think Betts had a good – Mookie was a candidate, there's no question in my mind. And also Kershaw, again, Kershaw had two was 2-0, and, and, and you know he wins half the games that they won to right. win the World Series. Uh, there had to be some consideration there. Yeah, I, I, I would have – I. I would have gone Mookie, but I, certainly, I mean, Muncie, he had some very, very timely hits, critical hits, and, you know, I, I think some guys could argue Kershaw. I, I mean, there, there's a lot of 
There was a lot of ways that that could have gone, but right, and I was kidding series. about Max, by the way. Although he did have three two-hit games, that's pretty impressive. No, he did uh, out of these six. Hey, the, we it's five fifty-five, and again coming up at the top of the hour, it is the uh, Baylor Coaches Show. That's going to do it for us on a Wednesday. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Many thanks to everybody who's been a part of this one, Ed Warder, and uh, we appreciate you being on the program. We'll do it again tomorrow at three. Have yourself a great evening, and we'll see you tomorrow.